Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you get on my Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another 42 Level 1. I am one of your hosts, Alistair Kennedy. This is episode 251. I am so wisely informed by my... I am... <laughs> I was going to say something nice about you there. The Twilight Princess of all games <laughs> himself. Mr. Andy Urquhart here, as always. I do sometimes say nice things about you, but I just don't think the intro deserves it. Just not on, it's, not on air. <laughs> not on air. It's, it's, it's a lot easier when there's like two of you. Like when it was you and Ross, I felt like Bobby the barman from Still Game. Mm. What's that, Dick? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes, so we are back. We've no Ross Cameron's at a magic show, so maybe it's because we made him disappear. Uh, it's, uh, um, yes, you've got myself and Andy tonight. Um, and yes, we've got a fun filled show, so shall we just get started with a big screen, we screen? This is the part of the show where we talk about all the TV and all the movies we have been watching. So, Andy, what have you been watching? So, uh, because I finished watching that show last week, Friends from College, I decided to watch another uh, comedy. new sh- new comedy show. Because, mm. like, I need, I, I feel that I need to have like a comedy show on, like to now make and again. Happy. To make myself <laughs> happy, yeah. So, like, yeah, because obviously I, I watch Arrested Development, Always Sunny. These are like shows that I watch religiously, like every night to go to sleep. But I like to, especially because I've got the switch. Like, I like to stick on like a comedy show and then like sit and play the switch on the couch mm-hmm. and so I started watching a program called Glow I don't know if you've heard of this no the wrestlers Net- yes I have yeah which is on Netflix and it, the Glow stands for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling um, and basically it's set in the 80s and essentially what it is is a guy trying to make a female wrestling show Right, yes. <laughs> that's the premise, and he which, like, which doesn't seem laughable these days, but back then, well, yeah, and like I mean, obviously WWE and stuff like that does it now, but mm-hmm. back in those days, like you didn't have female wrestlers, you didn't you didn't have any wrestlers. Did you have wrestlers back then, Hulk Hogan's days? Uh, well, you had like the sensational Sherry that used to come out with like Shawn Michaels and stuff, and they would have like cat fights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but nothing like nothing like we've got these days with like Ric Flair's daughters in it now and stuff like that. No, we didn't really have women wrestlers. Well, yeah, when we were younger. Uh, you had like women wrestlers you had like a lunger blaze and like uh, trish stratus and all that yeah but not not in the 80s no not that i remember i could no i'm i'm fu- fuck me i'm completely wrong you'd like me young and all them yeah i don't know who that is <laughs> Shh. 
Yeah, she was really old. They just did the May Young classic open tournament thing. I think she right. died. Can't remember. I don't know who she is. But anyway, like, uh, so this is like she a had, comedy. she had, she had a, a she. Uh, Mark Henry got her pregnant, like in that attitude era, and she gave birth to a hand. Okay, <laughs> that's fucked up, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, but basically, this this is following the kind of behind the scenes of uh, creating this like female wrestling show from like right from the casting of it up to like I I've not quite finished watching it yet, but like up to the point of actually them filming the show and whatnot. Um, now I've not like I say I've not got to that point yet, but like they haven't really done any real wrestling yet. They've done what they've done is so far they've uh, they've, they've cast the show and they've like come up with a premise for the show and so, and the characters and I'm like episode four or five and I think there's only ten episodes and they haven't really done any wrestling yet at all. So, but it's it's really funny the characters that they've come up with and like the the way that they're interacting together and whatnot and it's just a really like good show. It's another one of these like Netflix ones, like it's just high quality. Like Netflix, I don't think any of their like Netflix original shows and I, and I put that in, in air quotes because like it's billed as Netflix original over here I don't know if it is or isn't I, I think this one is um, but obviously they, they do this with things like Once Upon a Time that aren't like they aren't really Netflix originals just over here they are but, uh, but again just high quality good entertainment um, I think that if if you like Orange is the New Black and if you like wrestling, you would like this show. I, I think that you would probably like this, by the way. I don't. Like, I know. Have you watched it? I've seen trailers and footage and, like, making off thing, and I, it was advertised a lot, and I'm like, no, no. Tasha might like it. I, Tasha would definitely like it. Like, definitely. Because, like, I, I was watching it the other night, and, like, I didn't think All Asha would like it. she likes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, I don't think, that, I didn't think Asha would like it. And, uh, so, like, I, I just started watching it, because, like, she didn't really seem to have any interest in it. But, then, like, I went, I went to bed one night, and I was, like, watching it and fell asleep. And she woke up and just, like, started watching it and watched, like, five episodes of it. <laughs> and she's like, this show's amazing. Like, okay. <laughs> don't spoil it for me, because, like, I'm behind you now. <laughs> But yeah, it's a really, really good high quality show. Uh, highly recommend it if you're looking for like a, a new kind of wacky comedy to watch. Um, apart from that, I did watch a couple of movies because uh, mm-hmm. I was absolutely just tired after working the weekend, so I wanted to just chill out and watch a couple of movies. So uh, I was going to watch Kong Skull Island because I couldn't find Alien Covenant, but then you informed me that. Alien Covenant was where I was wanting to look for it. I just had to update the app that I had, yeah. and once I updated the app, the movie was there. So I wa- I watched like five minutes of Kong Skull Island, which was was basically the beginning fight, and then you got to see Kong. I'm like, yeah, Kong looks cool. Oh, Alien Covenant, I watched that instead. Um, so I w- I did watch Alien Covenant though, which was pretty good, but very weird. No, I don't think I'll, I'll chime. I'll chime in. We can yeah. table it. Like, um, yeah, you watched so it this we, week as well, we, didn't you? Yeah, we'd we'd heard a lot of bad things about this mm. movie. Like everybody was like chastising it, saying it was absolutely terrible and stuff. But when I think on it, a lot of folk like Fraser absolutely hates Prometheus, and I, I enjoyed Prometheus. I thought it was decent enough. Everyone was like, oh, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like a xenomorph, but it, it wasn't a xenomorph. That's the nope. point. They were getting. Mm. They were getting. You only see a xenomorph. I'll say the trailers are a bit misleading because it made it look more like a horror film. With mm-hmm. it, it showed it showed the shower scene, mm-hmm. which is in the movie for approximately thirty seconds. It showed like the bit of the alien moving down the corridor, which is like two seconds of the movie, and it showed like various things that made it look like a horror. And it was cut in such a way, but it very much wasn't. 
it was more in the style of if and Cameron put it this way, which was quite good. The director tried to remake Aliens in the Prometheus, um, the Prometheus style, like it was like a crossbreed between Prometheus and Aliens. Kind of, I, I think the I, second I think, film. Obviously. I mean, I think for me, it felt more like a kind of transition from like Prometheus yeah. to like Alien One, because like I mean, it did start off like being all like sci-fi and all like about like future shit and that sort of stuff and like there's no aliens even thought of or mentioned or anything they're just like here is exploding yep here we are we're exploring etc etc and it's kind of going down like the same way as like prometheus did and they speak a bit about like uh about elizabeth shaw's ship going missing like 10 years before so this is set like 10 years after prometheus and this is like a new mission and stuff and i was a bit confused at first because it, it the movie does start off like showing you david the Michael Fassbender's android from the first movie, and then it was destroyed. It was, it was supposedly destroyed, and then it and then it switches and shows you like basically an identical android who's got a different name. And I was like, is this the same guy? But he's pretending to be like different, like he's got a different name, or, or is it a copy, or is it what is it? And it didn't really explain that to you at the beginning, and doesn't get you don't get into that till way near the end, but. I liked how it kind of gradually shifted from being like that sci-fi to the kind of like horror way that like Alien 1 was uh, and I thought once it got to that it was actually really good there was just there was a bit in the middle there that kind of really like lost its way see this whole because they made like and spoilers if you've not seen this movie yet by the way but I mean it's been out in like theaters for quite a while but um it's out, it's out in video so. yeah so but I mean the way they made like David so like the android like who was cool in the in the first movie and he was like I would say a good, definitely a good guy, and he was yeah. totally on the side of the humans. And the humans like were nice to him, and he even says like in this movie that Elizabeth like rebuilt his body and everything like that and helped him out. Um, but then he eventually ends up being like the bad guy of the movie. That is kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. I don't really, I don't really get that his motivation there at all. And and then for them well, to it explains his motivation. So no, I I know they explained it right, but like the it doesn't make any sense. Like because he's an android and he's supposed to serve the humans, but he ends up like creating the aliens. Yeah, what they should have done is made the new android with a defect, the one that was the bad day and David being mm. the hero. Yep, that would have been a hundred percent more believable. And like for him being the original, and for this one being copied, and they tried to iterate on it and make it better, they'd actually made it worse. That would have made that would have made much more sense. Totally, when the way they've done it here, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> but they got to the end point in the end, and they created the xenomorph and whatnot, and the face huggers and things. And once that stuff came in, I'm like, okay, cool. This like feels like aliens, and the the way that they the way that they did those scenes, like the shower scenes and stuff like that, I thought were really good. And when the alien comes on board and like the this uh, busting out the spines and all that sort of stuff, like that stuff was fucking cool and it was like reminiscent of like Alien One and Aliens and whatnot. Um, it was horrible that scene where it, mm. it was in the medical ward and the spine, like the the blood just spurted out of different yep. points down his spine, <laughs> and then the spine buster came out. But then, like you said, like the the face hugger did come at the end, and we got a proper chest burst and xenomorph at the end. Yeah. And, and like spo- spoilers again, but it was explained that the reason that it wasn't a xenomorph in the first place was because David done some genetic experiments on it and used um, what was it, Ellen? Elizabeth, what was it? Elizabeth. Elizabeth as the first sort of test subject for a chest bursting, like a face hugger, basically. So he mm. bioengineered a face hug, a face hugger from the DNA of the original aliens, 
well, yeah. whatever they were. Because I think they're much more scary, though, because in this movie, instead of, like, uh, don't get me wrong, they're all kind of scary when you think about it, like getting impregnated by a fucking fanny with fangs that puts its <laughs> tongue down your throat. But, like, there's... Um, which might call it the the original ones were an airborne virus that you don't even know is happening and then they come out your spine yeah and like the the time from like getting con- like contracting surely they're that more virus, effective yeah the time from contracting that virus to like the alien busting out of you was like maybe i would have said maybe an hour <laughs> like yeah at most mm-hmm. and obviously the film like skips over a, like a bit of time in it but i would have said that it seemed like an hour or so had passed between them having the initial like interaction and the actual alien like busting out them and yeah. those things grow fucking fast as well the wee white like, things that are fast as fuck that they're scary because yep. they don't you can't see their face at first until they open yep. their mouth mm-hmm. but, uh, but i mean they do get to the classic like uh the classic alien by the, by the end of the movie um i'm curious i wasn't quite sure how this ties into like alien one though it doesn't because, yet because there's another film to come called Alien right, okay okay because the because obviously like i mean right at the end of this movie the the so i had one of this movie whose name i don't i don't remember i don't even remember if it's said in the movie or what it is i have absolutely no clue what she was called the last thing was a short hair whose uh whose husband got killed don't know what her name was at all i don't even remember it being said um no. but she like kills the alien and they end up and the alien, and the people are safe. The colonists are safe, and they're going to go on to whatever colony. Yeah, they want to. but what what if one of the other? What if what if David David's got something? Remember, because he puts no, they're not safe because David's the one that puts oh, yeah, her yeah, to yeah. sleep. Yeah, and that was confusing to me as well because because like, he took facehuggers with him, which kind of yeah. do, does lead on to aliens two more when it is a colony. Remember, remember in aliens two, it's a colony when you the wee girl. Right. Okay. I can't, honestly so, I can't remember. It's been it's been so many years. You need I've to rewatch them. Like yeah. I, I picked them up at work. We got a big Blu-ray trade in, and the mm. Alien box set anthology came in, twelve quid with discount. I'm like, yeah, I'm buying that because I've only seen like Alien Three maybe once. I've only seen mm. the first one. If it's not a film, but I'm right in the mood to watch them all. So, um, Aliens Two, from what I remember, there's a colony, and as far as I know, the the place they're going to could easily be renamed to that colony. You know, mm. so and as you've seen, when he put, they obviously had specimens of like stem cells and like fetuses and stuff, and yep. he put the two face huggers in. So obviously, that's how they're getting transported. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot that happened at the end, but uh, but yeah, like I was actually just this, like the same as you. I was like, do you know, I really should go back and watch like the other Alien movies again yeah. because like because seeing the Alien and stuff like that and the face hugger and that, you're like, oh, I, I need to see these like the original versions again and let's see how they compare. But like you think back to those movies, and those were great fucking movies, like yeah. really well done movies. So I, I want to go back and watch them again and see how they hold up. Well, Alien Resurrection wasn't that good. The one where well, like yeah, no, it was yeah, it wasn't good at all. There was the human alien at the end, but when you think of Prometheus, remember the aliens were like created by that by the like sort of the big giant gods, you know, the white creatures, whatever they are. Yeah, the, as, they as, the engineers. Engineers and yeah. they were like a weapon, or were they created by them? Were they just in that planet? I can't remember. But then, obviously, during the course of that, the alien kind of infests the guy or the woman, and then the alien at the end of Prometheus is the white ones we see in this film that obviously yep. David's experimented on to make the xenomorph. Yep. Yeah. But it's mad. It still, it still seems weird to me that he made the aliens. Like well, he, didn't. he just he just bioengineered them. Like, but he made them like worse because like. 
not worse than like a, oh, oh my god way, but they're more effective as an airborne virus you can't really see. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Why, if you want to kill everybody, leave them as they are. Yep, like, as, as a weapon for sure, they're yeah. more effective for that. Although maybe they weren't sustainable. Maybe maybe they died off too quickly or something. Yeah, maybe the lifespan because we didn't really see much of them like after they were kind no. of running about park yeah so maybe those didn't live, live long enough i can't really remember because there was very long speeches from michael fassbender as to what he was doing and why he was doing it so i maybe did tune out in that <laughs> do you know like do you know the one thing that uh that i found a bit nonsense about the movie like i knew the second he started like giving his like first speech where he's telling the people like what happened because he's like oh we crash landed on this planet and during the during the landing uh the we accidentally released this pathogen and they killed all these people. And that's why there's all these like, like bodies everywhere. And I was like, no that's animals. a fucking lie. I was like, that's a lie. There's no way that this Kate, this happened accidentally. And where the fuck is this? There's the Elizabeth woman. And I'm like, you've killed her. Like as soon as he as soon as he said this, I'm like, nope, you killed her and released this by yourself. And that is what happened. Well, he tested the. It, obviously, she rebuilt him, and he's obviously been doing stuff in the sly in the ten years, and he's genetically engineered the face hugger. And remember, you seen the photo, and he'd obviously let it loose on her, created the first xenomorph. So where was that first xenomorph? I think probably it went crazy in space and wrecked the ship, and that's why they crash landed. Possibly, yeah. yeah. But but, but there's having... also there was also hmm. talk by um, what's his name? Who is it that makes these again? What's the fucking cut? Really Scott. Ridley Scott said that he wanted to do one between Prometheus and um, Alien Covenant to explain mm-hmm. that, and that would be kind of cool, but mm-hmm. apparently Alien uh, Covenant didn't do as well at the cinema as he thought, so they've said, no, we'll just do the sequel to Alien Covenant and see where we go from there. Because obviously, film studios don't... Alien's a big name film, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it's not as big as, like, you throw out Captain America, it's going to do loads of numbers. Mm-hmm. You throw out another Spider-Man, you know, it's not up mm-hmm. there anymore. Like, Terminator doesn't even do well anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, so all these big 80s films, yeah, it's cool to see them continued, but the audience is kind of not there as it used to be. Like, and there's that many other options these days, like that Life film that just came out that, mm-hmm. yes, it's got its brand name, but is it still as effective? And I get that they changed the name to Alien Covenant, whereas the first one wasn't even in, it didn't have Alien in the title, but I would have preferred as a fan as a knowledgeable fan, I know the casual, it's a bit like the Wii U name and sort of thing. Mm. I would have called this Prometheus Covenant. I wouldn't have called mm. it Alien Covenant. I'd have kept it Prometheus, Prometheus Covenant, and then Prometheus Awakening. Mm. I wouldn't have went Alien so quickly, personally, because the trailers all advertised as Xenomorph for the entire film. Like, Xenomorph mm. was all through the trailers, like mm. the bit where it was on the ship, um, you know, in the front head button it, and that looked yeah. scary as fuck. And then that's literally the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yep. Which, I mean, the last 10 minutes of the movie are fucking awesome. Like, brilliant. I, I, I loved it. it. <laughs> um, I liked uh, Danny McBride, who's usually a comedy actor, the guy with the cowboy hat whose wife mm-hmm. gets killed. Okay, yeah. Now, he's a very serious role in this film. Yeah, he was very serious. Yeah, he was cool in it. It was a bit like um, when I watched uh, Kong, the only saving grace in... Did I watch Kong last week or this week? Last, yeah, last week, week, I think. Um, when they had... Uh, what was his name in it? The guy from Step Brothers, John C. Riley, you know, with the mm, curly okay, hair. Yeah. Uh, and he was very serious in Kong, and he was good. Yeah, um, but but yeah, like uh, I, I really liked the beginning, really liked the end, and the middle was kind of meh. wasn't a massive massive fan of it. I didn't mind it though. Like I, as long as the film's better than Alien Resurrection, I'm okay with it because Alien Resurrection mm. was shit, and that was with fucking Sigourney Weaver, which everyone's like, oh, 
the other film would have been so much better than this if they let us go to Weaver. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're writing shit. Like, and I yeah. think this one, this one, and Prometheus are really fucking good. Like, I can't remember Alien Three. As far as I know, Alien One and Two were great. Alien Three, I'm sure, when I was younger, I liked it. But and I've got two versions to watch now, Andy. You can see the box set I bought. You've probably mm-hmm. seen it before. It's just an anthology and Blu-ray. Yeah. It's got two versions of each film, so okay, there's yeah. at least one version. That I've not seen because I probably watched them, you know, one of those ITV movies when you're younger and you have to mm. wait for the break and then you get the news at 10 o'clock, which mm. makes you forget what film you're watching usually. And <laughs> by that point, your red collar from the chippy your dad bought you earlier is there and you're like, oh, I'm starting to get tired now. So, yeah, I'll probably need to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'll definitely watch the Alien movies again at some point, um, possibly this year, possibly next year. We'll see. Um, I'm going to try and watch them for next week, I think. Nice. I, I probably won't watch them this week, but. Uh, well, but well, yeah, I got it de- that tight. <laughs> it definitely put me back in the mood to watch it, and like I, th- I think that, like that, to your point of like a lot, this didn't do that well at the box office. Mm. I think that's because like we like likes of us who have seen and enjoyed the previous Alien movies are like, yeah, I could would quite like to like see an Alien movie, but mm. like I'm not absolutely champing at the bit to go and see it right now at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, I actually did go and see Prometheus at the cinema, and like, I, I thought it was fucking amazing. Like, I, I think Prometheus is, was better than this movie as as like a movie, but this agree. does a better job at being like an alien movie. Yeah, I would agree and disagree. I think they're both better than the internet and other make out that oh, it wasn't an alien movie. It was. It's telling the backstory, and the backstory is going to have more exposition than fucking the main movies where you know what you're going to see. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. Alien. It's about an alien. You don't want to see backstory. You want to see Ripley and the Marines trying to get an alien. The first one was horror. The second one was action. So see the folk that mm. want to say, oh, it's not horror. There's only been one alien horror movie, and that was the first yep. one that was set as a horror. The rest mm. of them have all been action. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, 100%. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this so, one was kind of a, a wee bit of both. Like, I would say there was yeah. a lot more horror elements in this one than there was in in either, like, either Prometheus or like Alien 2 and 3 and Resurrection. See, the only horror movie that isn't in a confined space... The, the problem I didn't see this as a horror movie is, for me, it has to be in confined spaces, right? So that's why Alien 1 ticks that box. The only horror movie that I can recall that what outside was the first Predator movie. Um, the rest... I can't think of another horror movie that was all outside, like this movie, basically, apart from then, that felt like a horror. Like, I don't feel the big threat when there's places you can run. Like, Jurassic, see when it's Jurassic inside... Park, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. To an extent... World. To an extent, but there was Jurassic Park Lost World didn't feel like a horror movie. Jurassic Park One's the only horror movie in that series, as far as I'm concerned. Like, and the the threat came from the fact that they were stuck. They were still stuck because mm. the fences and like this is an open world planet. Mm-hmm. You could run. Like, I know the aliens are fast, but yeah. <laughs> it just does. It just doesn't feel a threat when you're there with a fucking team of guys with guns and it's outside. Like, unless it's Predator for some reason that worked, but like. That's it's what I mean. Like Jurassic Park, invisible. can't see. It. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's my bit. And in Jurassic Park, like it's fucking a tyrannosaurus. You don't know how to deal with it for one. None of them were like trained killers in that either. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. and, yeah. So I don't know. Like for me, horror films work better in enclosed spaces. Like mm. the one, like the haunted, the traditional haunted house style one, where it's yeah. like fucking the murderous little girl in the attic. Like fucking the <laughs> ring when that thing comes out the telly and chases it about the house. The grudge mm. when it comes up the bathtub. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that sort of shit creeps me out. But like when it's open, I didn't think this film was scary at all. Like, like not one bit. I didn't even get scared by the shower scene. One because I'd seen the full fucking thing in the trailer, yep. and two because 
I just wasn't. I didn't care about the two characters that were in the shower. I'm like, who are these guys? Like, what yeah, I like, didn't really know who they were either. I was like, oh, that chick's <laughs> quite hot. I don't remember seeing her in the rest of the movie. And then she's, it's yeah. like, oh, she's dead. Okay, well, so be it. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, I didn't feel any attachment to the people that died. So yeah, that's maybe a, a thing. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I'd give it a solid eight, nine out of ten. I'd legit would. I'd give Prometheus higher, but mm. I did like this. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably give this like a seven if I had to rate it, and like Prometheus, I'd probably give it like a nine. Yeah, I would probably go with that. Say it's like a seven and a half for this film. It's not a bad yeah. film. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a really good movie. Like, well worth watching mm-hmm. if you like if you like the Alien movies or Prometheus. Um, yeah. so I watched one other movie this week, Ali. Cool. What did which you was, see? Andy? Which was called San Andreas. With this, <laughs> I was going to shout real loud. I forgot Tasha's in a bed. The uh, Brahma the, Bull. The Brahma Bull himself, the great one. Uh, but but yeah, this movie. It, it looked I mean, terrible. Everyone, everyone knows. Have you seen this? No, it looks like the film that should have came out when Blu-ray players launched to advertise Blu-ray. Okay, well. Well, there is definitely an element of that, like, but I mean, essentially, like, The Rock plays like a helicopter pilot who goes on a mission to save his daughter. That's kind of it. But have you seen the movie 2012? Yeah, I'm going to show my daughter that and tell her we survived it. Okay, well, then you've seen this movie. It's the same movie, (laughs) except instead of instead of like a big storm, it's an earthquake. It's the same movie. Is a giant arch for the people to escape on? Um, no, but there is, you know how in that in the 2012 movie there is like a scene where uh, they're going like up a big massive crested wave. Yeah, it's the same scene in this movie, but on a smaller boat. We're going to need a bigger <laughs> boat. Yep, but uh, but it's not like arcs or anything like that. Uh, they he has to go into like uh he has to go into well, I can't remember what site is San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco to save his daughter who's like in a building. And he has to go there to save her, and that's like kind of the whole plot of the movie, which is very—it's a very, very thin plot. And it was the same in two thousand twelve. Very thin plot of that, like a father going to save his kid who's trapped in a, in a city that's like being attacked by a natural natural disaster. It's the same plot, um, and they've st- they've got the same storyline going on on the side where there's like a scientist who's been doing research and has put out the research to try and warn the people exact same storyline going on on the side as well because in this one you've got Paul Giamatti who's like the earthquake expert guy who's worked out Rhino. the earthquakes are going to be worse yeah Rhino he plays yeah so it's the same, the exact same storyline as 2012 but instead of storms it's a big earthquake and obviously it's more slightly more uh, concentrated because this big earthquake is only along the San Andreas Fault so it's only in like that sort of area rather than like 2012 is like a kind of global thing so it's slightly more focused than that but it is almost the same plot and uh, what this movie does do that is fucking amazing is the CGI of of this movie's like disaster scenes I'll call them which there are many, many, many of uh, is incredible. Like it looks really very believable and very realistic uh, when when they're going through like different parts of di- of different bits of the city and stuff like that. And there's just like buildings falling over and like cars like flying about and a tsunami going through the town and and all this sort of stuff. Really, so so well done. Totally believable. Um, which is more than can be said for 
uh, The Rock's acting, which is not amazing in this movie. It's kind of, it's kind of passable, but he because he plays like this like helicopter rescue <coughs> pilot who is there's no way that this guy would ever be like a helicopter rescue pilot <laughs> ever. <laughs> you just like you look at him and you're like you're not a helicopter rescue pilot. You're too in Baywatch, big. he was believable. Yeah, in Baywatch, that's a believable thing because you would think like okay, a, a Baywatch lifeguard. like sort of lifeguard guy is going to be buff he's gonna be working out like he's gonna be huge and he's gonna be like tanned as fuck okay cool that yeah. all works fair enough but like <laughs> him being this, like the same physique and everything like that exact same physique because like well, yeah. <laughs> I mean the rock just works out all the time he doesn't he doesn't bulk up for roles and I assume he doesn't slim down for roles either no um, I can't imagine he does no but like put him in this role where he's like he's being like a sensitive father and uh, a strange husband and whatnot, whilst being this like rescue pilot it just is weird. Go. It, he's all right in the movies. He he does his part and like he does have some kind of uh, like emotional like scenes and stuff like that, which he plays off fine. There's only like a couple of scenes where they they, they get him to like shout and stuff like that, like shout no and things <laughs> if like you that. Smell. No, no, not not like that. But he's like shouting <laughs> no, or like shouting like I can't remember his daughter's name in the movie, but like he's shouting his daughter's name and stuff like that. And I'm like, he's not sold that very well. So Jason. Jason. No, it's not Jason, but I forget what it was. But like, it's like he's not sold that very well at all. But, uh, but yeah, like I, I was saying, the the sort of disaster scenes in this movie are fucking amazing. Like, see if you see if you liked like the all the shit that was happening in 2012. This is like ten times better. Ten times better, honestly. Like, see the the way that they made the buildings fall over and stuff like that in this movie is fucking um, so good. Like, like you said, like it's perfect for like one of those. Like, oh, I've got a fucking 4K TV. I will watch this in 4K. And it's going to, like, look absolutely incredible. Seeing yeah. all... The CG is so well done and so believable. It's it's really good. I was very surprised. Um, but yeah, the, the movie's, like, decent overall. Not amazing, but uh, decent. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. Like, I, I like this kind of, like, disaster movies. And I was surprised that it was... So similar to 2012, which is a great movie in itself. I really liked it. They're not in any of my top off lists. No, no, for for sure. But like, they're very like watchable movies. Like, they're the sort of movies that you could watch and you could watch them again in a year's time and still enjoy them. They're not very plot heavy. There's a lot of action things going on, and it's just kind of popcorn disaster movie. I would, that's what I would call it. Um, also, his uh, the Rock's daughter in the movie, who's played by I think the actress' name is Alexandra Daddario or something like that. Okay. Who I believe is also in Baywatch. Okay. I- I'm sure. I'm sure she is, and I'd be curious to see what like relation she has to the Rock in that, because this is the Rock's daughter in this movie. So is she? Uh, what is, what's her name? Uh, I think it's Alexandra Daddario. Is that who plays? That's who plays his daughter. But, but anyway, like there's there's quite a number of scenes in this movie where she's like running, and, and she's like, a, she's his friend. She's kind of Zac Efron's love interest in right. the movie. Right, that's okay because it would be I think that would be creepy if it was The Rock's love interest in that movie. But uh, but like in that in this movie, there are quite a number of scenes where she's just like running, and the, the main focus is like not boobs. is yeah, it's not on the not on the <laughs> not on the buildings falling about in the background, not on all the people dying like around about her and whatnot. It's just like you can just see the boobs bouncing. Boom 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 <laughs> like like why have they 
why have they done this? Because like they're the way they've shot it is like the the boobs are like right in the middle of the scene, like not our head and not like our feet or the buildings or anything like. That. It's just like the boobs. They're the camera's like following the boobs. Like that's really weird. <laughs> but it's funny as well because like she starts off the movie like wearing like, uh, well and starts off when the disaster starts happening, wearing like a suit jacket and like a shirt and that, and then gradually as the movie goes on, she's like removing a layer and removing a layer like to bandage things and like because <laughs> she's got too warm or wet or whatever, and she ends <laughs> up like in a tank top, <laughs> and you're like, mm, okay, I see what you did there. But, but overall, I mean, it's a decent movie. Uh, like, like I say, the it's real good disaster porn. If you like seeing buildings fall down, like this is <laughs> like this is a this is a good movie. Uh, so I don't think I watched anything else. Really, that's it. Okay, so I did watch a lot. Like I said, I watched Covenant, um, and I've basically much covered that. Um, watched Rick and Morty uh, episode eight. Rick's been wiping Morty's mind every time his mind's been blown in this one and it was kind of mm. like a, a Halloween special where it was like um, they went through all the times that Rick, because he found out in his garage like he's got all these test tubes that plug into this and he can give Morty the memories back and Morty found out about it and started trying to relive all the memories and like he's seen all the things like Rick said something that was wrong or like pronounced something wrong and that led to one of the times that Rick wiped his mind because Rick, Rick, Rick was pronouncing a word wrong can't remember what it was but like it was other things as well where Morty's accidentally killed someone or Rick's done something bad so they're all different coloured ones and it just led to absolute hilarity um, the, okay so I, I, I did watch the second episode of Rick and Morty mm-hmm. this week just just to see um, and it was definitely better than the first episode yeah the first episode was like I said kind of like a one off sort of like you know how they sometimes do that like new shows have a look we're only doing one episode in the mall but mm. then people started attach themselves to Rick and Morty but the character of Rick kind of evolves a wee bit from the sort of drooling sort of okay Morty mm. like he doesn't act like that so much now he's just more like the dickhead grandpa mm. like he doesn't he doesn't have the drool permanently in his mouth by now uh, unless right. he's absolutely wrecked you know what I mean like he doesn't always get wrecked um, and like in the beginning it was making him out to this like absolutely steaming like fucking grandparent who's just wrecked all the time but they've developed him to just an absolute knob mm. so but I mean, yeah, I did. I did enjoy the second episode a lot more than the first one. Um, cool. I'm still, I'm still not like, yeah, I need to watch the next episode. But like, I, I'll, I'll get to try, watch. Try and watch one a week. Yeah, yeah. It's like twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So after Rick and Morty, uh, last week I was watching through Prison Break season five, mm. and I don't want to give any spoilers out because the show is fucking phenomenal. Uh, I hated season four of Prison Break. Just been mm. out there. Seller. Every other season. Fuck Seller. Yep, every other season I adored like season 1 phenomenal season 2 oh my god season 3 shit Michael's in Mexico season 4 what's the point in this but season 5 it's like holy fuck holy fuck like and it's is Michael good is Michael bad he's in a war zone holy fuck this is the worst situation I've ever been in and I finished off the season really cool use of the new tattoos I kind of called it early on though because I kind of had an idea of what he was going to do from certain scenes but I won't point it out because I know you're watching it as well but really strong season not a bad episode love what they've done with Teabag by the end and his tie into what they're doing um, loved in the review of who the gangsters that um, uh, Lynn Catch Lowe's money you know he owes 100 grand guys at the start oh yeah yeah like at the start of and season 1 around. yeah that character's like involved more than you think the guy that's chasing him is it John Abruzzi John Abruzzi yeah John Abruzzi's son <laughs> Is it? John Abruzzi, John Abruzzi. Yeah, John Abruzzi, it's his son. John oh, yeah. Cool. yeah, but T-Bags get ties with somebody they meet as well, but I'll 
spoil that either, but it's seeing that comes together, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, the finale was phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant show. They said they're not going to be doing it like yearly again. Mm. They did say that if the right story came to them, they would come back for it because they love it. But I get what they're meaning. If they milked it, it would end up like season four again. Mm. Um, there, there is an option for a sequel, obviously, at the end. And it would be cool to see that happening. But we'll need to wait and see. Mm. Um, I, I don't want them to ruin this show. If they finish it in this and they never do another one again, then holy fuck, Prison Break, apart from season four, you're one of the best TV shows ever. Nice. Um Really highly recommend you get through this, Sandy. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's I think so I've, good. I think I've watched the first like three episodes of it. Um, I think there's only nine. Yeah, yeah. there's only nine. So I'll, I will get yeah. back to it at some point. Oh man, but like, see from you saying, oh, you need to watch it. It's very good, and yeah. everybody telling me it was good. I was at the point I don't need to see anymore, and I I want to get season four out of my mind. And if this turns out to be shite, but for some reason I just thought, like I said, like I've said, I'm trying to get through all the TV shows that I've never seen, and it's probably good because. Come January, I'm going to have a baby to look at, but like I will obviously have stuff to watch. But once she's of age, most of my shows I won't be able to watch, so I might as well finish them. Um, well, she's a baby, you'll be able to watch anything. I will be able to watch anything as long yeah, as it's not that as long as it's not too loud. Should, yeah, but that doesn't thing. last forever. I watch Netflix with subtitles anyway. You know, I've got mm. two two kittens that are easily scaled. Um, <laughs> so uh, Snatch, I went back and watched that the TV show, mm-hmm. and this one was really really cool. My boys went to America and got their gold bars stolen off them because they're trying to move these bars. They tried to do a robbery um, to steal... The the main bad guy in Snatch is actually somebody you would know because Tasha said he was in Gossip Girl. Right. Uh, Chuck Bass, I think his name was. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Chuck right, Bass. He's, he's, yeah. he's the villain in this nice. sort of thing. So they try and steal his money, but they accidentally steal gold. They steal the wrong truck, so they have okay. to try and sell it, but nobody will buy this much. So they go to America, and they have to visit the Pikes first, which I went, oh, yes. And uh, Billy, the black guy that's the pals of boxer, and he challenges one to fight, and I'm like, oh, cool. And it would be cool to have tied it in more, um, mm. but I think this is like season one of... Uh, there was a show recently where it's like, oh, Legion. You know how Legion, they didn't know if they were going to tie it into X-Men if it didn't do well. I right, think yeah, this yeah. is what's happened with Snatch. Season two might tie in a wee bit more because the the actors have kind of said, yeah, it's, it seems cool. Like Tommy, I think, is going to be the first one to appear in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's the guy that was wearing like the kind of overcoat type thing. Yeah, uh, fucking... Uh, I forget his name. Uh, he's part... What's, what's his fucking pal? We well, don't know G- about Jason Thomas. Statham. Jason Statham, I'm a boxing promoter. Yeah, his Turkish. Two minutes Turkish. Turkish. <laughs> Funny name for an Englishman, I know. <laughs> so, like, it would be brilliant if they came into it, but again, this show's doing quite well. It's set in the same world, basically, but obviously it's years after Snatch, and, like, uh, he's fighting the Pike and he beats him, and it turns out he's half Pikey, and I'm like, would the, this not be awesome if it turned out that his dad was Brad Pitt? Hmm. His dad isn't Brad Pitt, though. His dad is not in this, but I think he's going to show up. Um, it just shows you like his dad gets stabbed and died, but he never seen him getting killed, blah, blah, blah. And mm. his mum was like a singer. And his dad, it's the guy that was in Hollyoaks. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's an Irish actor. He was in Constantine. He was a, he's got a moustache. Uh, Brendan... What the fuck's his name? Brendan Gleeson, you mean? Yeah, Brendan... Nah, oh, I know the I know the guy. I mean, he had, he had like a big, huge handlebar moustache in uh, in Hollyoaks. He was a nightclub promoter. Yes, yes, yeah, him. I know the guy. I mean, I forget his name, but it's Brett. Yeah. Or something. 
he was in Constantine as well. Yep. He was like the devil sort of guy. Yep. Um, he he's the guy's dad in this, so that's pretty cool because he's quite okay. Um, but yeah, by the end of the show, uh, they get their gold back in America. Won't reveal how in case you end up watching it because it's really good. And I'm looking forward to watching more. We're only watching one of these every so often. Like it's not like it ends in a cliffhanger. It's a con- continual story, obviously. And like his dad's in jail. His dad's actually, you know, Dougie Scott, the guy that was uh-huh. a bad guy yep. in Mission Impossible Two. That's the main character's dad. Hmm. And he's in jail with the Turkish guy, the big sort of, oh, what's his name? Amir or something. He's always in Football Factory in films like... Uh, I don't know I don't know that guy's uh, name. I'll get him. He's in a lot of British films. His name is Tamir Hansen. He was in The Business with Danny Dyer. Tamar Hansen. That's him. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically, yeah, it's really good, Snatch. Uh, I'm glad it's going ahead with season two. And I'll definitely watch that as well. Because, like, Lockstock, the TV series, didn't even get to season two. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, after Snatch, I watched episode two of The Orville. Talked about it last week. It's the oh, new yeah. one with um, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, and obviously it's the ship. No, it's the one with his wife's, <laughs> his ex-wife's his, uh, officer on the ship, his exo. So, like, um, in this one, him and his wife get put get collected by a species that um, have, like, a zoo for the rest of the universe to like see species in their natural habitat so the funny thing is they two wake up and they're in their old old flat new york but because the aliens have replicated what they see as those two's natural habitat where they used to live it's their old flat so they begin it's an episode of them just living their old life of like he's getting mad because she's like crunching cereal too loud and fucking just and you you see outside the room they can't see outside obviously it's just like a window to them Mm -hmm. well they can by then but like basically it's like all these aliens just looking in at them um the alien guy that's in it uh, has to go away because he's it's an all-male species and he's going to lay an egg basically he's a way to lay an egg sort of thing <laughs> and um by the end the way they rescue the two of them is that they give them the best human habitat for the zoo ever and they give them like basically every episode of the Kardashians and like they're literally watching all these reality shows like the Housewives ones that Tasha watches and like these aliens are like what is this and the other one's like the best exhibit we've ever had and um at the end of the film the at the end of the film at the end of the show the guy's egg hatches and it turns out it's a female but this is an all-male species so that should not have happened so it kind of left it in a bit of a cliffhanger um so yeah it's it's quite good like i said it's not as absolutely hilarious with joke 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 as it should be like red the wars more jokey than this show is but yeah i'm quite enjoying it just now like it's, so far it's good like seth mcfarlane's not overacting by any means you know he's not going out his way to be wacky or like do any stupid voices or anything it's just having bitch fights with his ex-wife all the time which mm-hmm. is quite amusing um so yeah i watched another film uh finally got around to seeing terminator genesis which i'd also heard okay things about terminator genesis is the new one arnold and basically what happens is John Connor gets captured in the future by the Terminator as he's sending Kyle back. You know, Kyle, the mm-hmm. one that's his best pal that ends yep. up being his dad. And he, because the Terminators are going back to, the Terminator originally went back to kill Sarah Connor because she was John Connor's mother, right? Then they realised that the Arnold Terminator came back and helped her. And, well, in the first one, he was the bad guy. Second one, and they sent the Robert Patrick. Third one was the woman. Fourth one was set in the future with Christian Bale. This one, they try and kill Sarah Connor like at an earlier time of her life when mm-hmm. she's younger. Okay. And uh, 
basically uh, Kyle goes back in time and it's mostly Kyle's kind of the main character in this one which is cool and unusual and uh, she's got a Terminator that was sent back and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, he's called Pops and he's like trying human emotions and stuff and it's pretty funny and the twist uh, yeah fuck it it's spoiler alert are you worried about a twist nope. in Terminator Okay, so the twist is this time the Skynet itself has become self-aware and it's created the perfect blend of human and robot where they used John Connor and turned them into a Terminator. So John Connor comes back and they think he's the Terminator and all the fans of Terminator get pissed off with this. I thought it was fucking genius. So John Connor's the Terminator T-1000, I think it is. Hmm. And it looks so fucking cool. Then we have a fight and a press, like in Terminator 2, I think it was, Hmm. where, you know, he presses. Yeah, it is. And then this this one, they have a fight and it's like in a factory sort of thing. So it's very similar to that. And he's fighting the T-1000 who can, like, instead of just being, like, liquid metal, like... um, the, the guy from what do you call it Robert Patrick when he yep. was liquid metal this guy can like go into basically particles you know a bit John Connor can do that a bit like um, the alien fucking you know the disease the, what do you call it the airborne particles yep. so he can do that and they have a fight and it's just a Terminator I fucking really loved it and it's about the birth of Cybernet and Genesis is what Cybernet was called the proto version of it and they're mm-hmm. trying to push it ahead earlier and John Connor's like coming to this tech company with all these ideas that obviously he learned in the future and this tech company's like boosting the technology in our world to a, a state where it's like beyond what it should be like he goes back and they've got like tablets and watches and stuff like that back in it must have been the 80s when he went back to in this wow. time really fucking cool I enjoyed every minute of it um, much better. The only one I've not really liked was Terminator Three, to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I liked Tem- that was bad. Terminator Four was okay. It was the one in the future. It w- no one went oh, back uh, in time. It was Salvation. Just... Yeah, I didn't yeah. mind that. I didn't uh, mind it at all. But I'll... never seen it. Um, so I, I actually picked that up at work because we got a, like I said a massive Blu-ray trade in, and that was a pound for Salvation. Mm-hmm. And I went, I haven't seen it in ages, and for a Blu-ray for a pound, yes, I'll be buying that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would, Terminator Genesis is on Netflix. Um, thought it was good, man. Easy enough watching. I don't get the hate or John Connor's the bad guy. So fucking what? It was a great twist. Like I really liked it. Okay, it wasn't a oh my god, that's the twist. You kind of seen it coming, but um, Matt Smith obviously in this movie as well. And he's oh, yeah. the human embod he's the human embodiment of Skynet. So at the <laughs> end it's Matt Smith like going about trying to stop like Kyle Reese and the old Terminator saying he's he's outdated and blah blah blah. Um really enjoyed it. I fucking I really did. And like everyone I've seen it to is, Oh, you must be kidding me. And I'm like, No, I, I like this film. I think see if you don't watch a film when it's out and obviously at this point there's no one in the internet well there probably is but you know I mean there's no like current people constantly tweeting about how Mm. shit Genesis is like it was when it came out so the fact that I'm away from the influence of the internet and I've watched it myself and gave it my own opinion I I fucking enjoyed it and I think that's a good way to do with some of these films like you were saying earlier if we miss them at the cinema Mm. watch them later by that point your mind no matter what anybody says if you've read a film shit so many times your mind's going to go into a preconception of it right but see if you leave it like a year or two once it's out you're watching it and you're like do you know what that wasn't that bad so I'm kind of glad I left it this long Um, would definitely recommend this film I'll give it an 8 out of 10 for Terminator I liked it better than Alien Covenant yeah so last last but not least I did watch a new TV show but I've got one more film before the TV show but it's it kind of segues in I rewatched Star Trek Beyond um, which is the third one Nigel Elba's the bad guy Chris Pine is Captain Kirk it was alright like I watched it the first time and absolutely hated it um, I watched it this time and it's, it's not great like I didn't hate Into Darkness like everybody else did like mm. I, I like Benedict Cumberbatch as the bad guy in that but have you oh. seen Beyond? 
<coughs> I haven't seen Beyond. I've seen the other two. Yeah, I, I like them. Like this one's okay. <laughs> like I like the cast. Uh, finally, um, what's his face? Simon Pegg sounds a bit bit more Scottish. The first one, his accent was horrible. Mm. Like, um, but the first one's still the best out of the three of them. But I watched that to get myself ready for Star Trek Discovery, which came out last night over here, Sunday night in America. It's a new series. It's a uh, hundred years after Enterprise, which was the last TV show they done, but it's ten years before Captain Kirk. And it's basically following uh, the first officer uh, on, I can't remember the name of it, Senju, Sengu, I can't remember the name of the ship. Um, but obviously it's going to be eventually Discovery. I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but really like this film. Uh, it follows the tone of Enterprise. Uh, that was the one where Archer, uh, the guy from Quantum Leap, played uh, Captain Archer. And um, it follows that tone rather than the old Engage, you know, like our Captain Kirk or Picard mm-hmm. style, like um, it, it kind of follows along more Enterprise, which it has to fill up with its audience. Um, and it takes its aesthetic from like the movies, though. So, like the special effects, well, special effects don't look like Hollywood blockbuster special effects, but like the, <laughs> the costumes and the set designs and like the spacesuits and stuff look more like um, the Chris Pine movies rather than anything else. Uh, the first two that are out are basically a double double part start to the show really fucking good just watching today uh, i like the title sequence feels like a james bond style sequence well they like the spaceship going through and the blueprints of the not the enterprise the discovery and stuff and the whole season arc that's going to instead of being episodic like star trek usually was as you know apart from like some specials when the board came in where they've done two or three in a row usually you can jump in and watch a random star trek episode with picard in it as you know and you don't have to watch any other episode it's self-contained uh, this one's going to have an over over overarch of um, the Klingon War, which is always talked about in Star Trek but never seen. A lot of people were complaining about the designs of the Klingons because they don't they don't look like Worf. They look kind of more um, alien. They look more like something out like of Prometheus, like legitimately. Like the suits are fucking so cool and well designed. They look like that Giger Geiger, whatever his name is, that designed alien designed yep. these suits. Man, like honestly, the fucking have you seen them? The, the suits and stuff for the the fucking Klingons look badass, man. Um, it is explained in a way though because there's 24 different ver- versions of Klingon you know if you know what I mean like you know we've got like people from Asia people from Africa people yeah. from yeah it's basically defined as that there's 24 different variations there was also an augment virus in Enterprise from what I remember that made Klingons look more human if you will and that's kind of explained that way not that I about Star Trek lore sorry Trekkies but I was never that big into Star Trek it was always Star Wars for me when I was growing up. I did watch the odd episode of Picard, and if my dad ever caught an episode with Kirk in it, he would always have that on, but I never really liked the original series, Shock Horror. Um, but when I was younger, I seen it as this old-ass TV show. Now I would probably go back and watch it, but as a kid, I couldn't. Picard I liked, but the one, the only, the last Star Trek show that I really liked, Andy, was um, Voyager uh, with C- uh, Captain Janeway. That was a uh. good one. I really like that one. But anyway, this one is completely different. This one really looks cool. Uh, it's a woman that's the, the the main focus and her relationship with the captain's really cool in it. I really, the captain's Michelle Yule talked about uh, a few weeks ago when I was watching Tomorrow Never Dies because she's in Tomorrow Never Dies. And she was also in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She's the captain of the ship. And uh, the girl that's playing the first officer was Sasha in The Walking Dead. Okay. Yep. So she's she's kind of the main character in this, and she's really cool, man. I really like her. So I like the way. They're... Oh, they're going with a black actor, not just black, but she's a woman. Well, uh, 
Captain Sisko was Deep Space Nine's captain and Catherine Janeway was Voyager's, so get over it. Like <laughs> over twenty years ago we had that. So <laughs> um really enjoy it. I'm really kind of spoiled though by um, Marvel's sort of Netflix way of doing things of here's the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I can't. I hate this, and I know see, it's a joint venture. Like it's not just this is a different one. We we're talking about Netflix originals last week, Andy. This is a Netflix original, but it's been produced in conjunction with CBS. So in the credit scenes, you get CBS uh, Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Like it says both their logos, so it's not just like a CBS show that Netflix have paid for. Both of them actually produced the show. Nice. So in America, it's on CBS on a Monday, and over here, no, Sunday night, you get it in America. But that's like four in the morning, I think it's broadcast there. So by the time we'd up in the morning, Discovery's on Netflix. So a bit like what they did with Breaking Bad with ABC, I think it was. Yeah, they did that with the, I think it was the final yeah. season of Breaking Bad. Or the yeah, well, half no, the, the, fin- the, f- the second half of the final season was actually owned by Netflix by that point. Hmm. Um, they bought it but I think before that they were kind of doing it like that sort of way as well but no anyway Star Trek even if you're not not a Star Trek fan like me I'm, I wouldn't call myself a Star Trek fan I've not seen any of the seasons complete like even Enterprise which I enjoyed a bit I've not watched any of them to completion like not seen them all at all Um, so I would recommend this to people like me who I kind of think it's yeah it's probably cool and really enjoyed the films like I re- and I know that sounds terrible because a lot of Trekkies hate the new films, but I, I think Chris Pine's version of Cap Cut's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? I really like it. Um, and I came up, see when I was like going through this, I came up with a really cool idea of how to continue the films once Chris Pine goes. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what you do is you move on to the next generation and as Picard, you cast... Um, James McAvoy. What's his face? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cast James McAvoy as Picard and do the films with Picard. Um, and do that. That's what I would do. Like make make the fourth one like they're doing with the the, the cast just now. But obviously that cast's not going to hang on and do that hmm. that series for life. So move on and do the next generation and cast James McAvoy. They could do that. I don't know. If, I don't think they will. I don't think. James I don't McAvoy think they ever will. I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't do it, but I, th- I don't think they will do it. But that's what I would. I don't think he wants yeah. to be typecast as like. Uh, Picard's body double, <laughs> younger version, like, younger John Luke. Yeah, Patrick Patrick Stewart uh, knockoff. <laughs> I don't think he wants to get typecast as that. Well, it's not a knockoff. It's a bit like Josh Brolin is basically. Well, but yeah, he does look like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I know. He actually does doing legit, anything, <laughs> and he acts like him a bit as well. Yeah, like his portrayal. Like seeing Men in Black Free, his portrayal yes, of like, phenomenal. Tommy Lee Jones' character is better than Tommy Lee Jones' portrayal in, in any of the Men in of Black Of his own character. Of yeah. his own character, yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. But like, yeah, Josh Brolin does it better. And like, Men in Black 3 yeah. is probably the best one. So they could easily remake The Fugitive with Josh Brolin. Yep, and it would probably be better. <laughs> all of his movies. Just read them all with Josh Brolin. Because yep. I think Josh Brolin is a better actor. Oh, 100%, yeah. He's not particularly great as Thanos, to be honest, in like... The, the Marvel Universe no but that's but, you know he's just a, he's just a voice that. at the end of the day yeah yeah but anyway Star Trek uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery is well worth a watch man nice. um, on, on Netflix um, they also, I also watched the After Trek show which they're doing you know how like they do like, the After Walking Dead oh yeah like, yeah the Talking Dead stuff mm. and it's this bell end that's doing it that's reading off a teleprompter so I'll mm. never watch that again it just yep. you know it was just the next episode in your queue After mm. Trek and I'm like oh what's this might be interesting if it's like a behind the scenes 
the thing is, it does have some interesting bits when he stops fucking talking and plays a video of how they made certain scenes, like yep. it showed you some of the CGI and stuff. But see, to put up with him for like 40 minutes, like I, I don't think I can watch this. I'll just look the clips up of the making of on YouTube <laughs> or just buy the Blu-ray when it comes out. Like The one thing that annoys me, the show is not in 4K, which there's no explanation mm. for. Um, I pay for Netflix 4K. Netflix have the availability to make it 4K, but there's certain scenes which I know could look better. You know that way when I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. it doesn't look awful. It's not as bad as going back to Scart, but mm. it's definitely like, yeah, it's weird this that they is not. They would make a show like that in 4K. 4K, would they would. Yeah. Must well, be a funny thing. I think it's maybe it's maybe to do with the TV network CBS. Do you know what I mean? Because right. if they don't have a, a 4K streaming service, mm. so I'm not sure, but. Yeah, apart from that, that's that's all I watched, and yeah, this show's starting to become more about movies. But this will end, obviously. I'm like I said, I'm mostly jam packing these in because I've got a month to watch these before Mario's out, and then it's and I've got like Star Wars. Like this is the time where there's not a lot of games out. This this is the last month of it, more or less. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the thing is with gaming right now, like the this is the month where the sports games come out. So like you've got FIFA, PES, yeah, NHL, Madden, NHL, yeah. uh, NBA. Like this is the month where all of those come out, and yeah. then next month is month where the, all the proper games start coming out. Yeah, because I don't have too much. I can't talk about. I've talked about NHL this year. I, mm. I got it, and like as I said, here's new features. This is quite cool, but I can't be excited I know it's weird that I buy it every year and it's every sports person will be able to tell you like unless they start doing a, a story mode in it then mm. there's not which they will because every year game <laughs> yep. but like it's but um, as long as they do my idea and get Joshua Jackson mm. oh they should um, do that yeah 100% they should do that um, because someone said oh they don't have the rights for it store. Oh, my God, that's what I said that, that's yeah. what I, that's who Joshua Jackson is yeah, yeah I know. Charlie I know. So like, but somebody in Twitter like was commenting about like Joshua Jackson, blah blah, and EA doing it, and I was like, great idea. And like, I said they should cast Joshua Jackson in it, and they said, oh, they don't have the rights to the Mighty Ducks. Yes, they fucking do. The new owners bought the Mighty Ducks off of Disney. Mm-hmm. Yep. They so own it now. Like they own it. Yeah. They own the rights. Yes, because that's how their mascot is the fucking duck logo. They've mm-hmm. got all the Mighty Ducks stuff at there. Disney don't own the Mighty Ducks anymore. So if they wanted to. But then again, that would be showing EA showing favoritism to one sports team over the rest. Do you know what I mean? That is that is true. Yes, <laughs> but so I, I would imagine a mighty. Ducks I think most game. hockey fans. I think I'd most hockey that. fans would be would be happy with that if the story mode was you got a new coach, Coach Bombay, and you started in the pond and you had to make your way up to District Five, you know, mm-hmm. and then you had to play in the Olympics and stuff, and then you had to go to college. Absolutely amazing. That's three years worth of story there. Should do it. So, I, in fact, I don't even need yeah. the rest of the NHL shit. Just give me a Mighty Ducks game. <laughs> a Mighty Ducks game won't happen. Neither will the, neither the story mode be in Mighty Ducks. Um, you might get no, something similar with you might get something similar with playing pond hockey as a kid and moving up through the amateur mm. ranks. That sounds believable. Do you think that they would do like a, like a, a Mighty Ducks reboot? No, there's been talk about Mighty Ducks four, like with the original cast coming back, but with like Charlie oh, being man. the coach this time. Yes. I would so fucking watch that. Charlie is the coach Bombay, for a new like, team. Uh, Emilio Estevez could be like the old guy. Yeah. Because yeah. remember, was the old guy at the be- Hans, in, the, in the first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Hans died, yeah. It would be perfect. They're at the perfect age to do it now. Yep. They've all shown interest. They did have a reunion like last year, year before, for the anniversary. But mm. I don't know. It will depend on Disney and if it will sell. Like, how much money is that going to well, make? Well, if Disney's not... If Disney doesn't have anything to do with it anymore, it would be to do with the ice hockey team. Yeah, I suppose, but I think the story of the mate—I think that might be. It. I think the story's still owned by the person that wrote it. Mm. So the characters are—they're still owned by somebody. So we need to wait and see. Like, I, I would—I would definitely watch it. But I guess like, even if they'd done it straight to DVD, mm. fine. 
or put it out on Netflix or Amazon, you've got avenues now. You don't go straight to Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, there's more and more like Netflix and Amazon movies coming out, like like this new movie, the Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah, bright. Like, yeah, and, and if, I, I'm sorry, amazing. Like, it looks I'm sorry, amazing. if Will Smith's doing an Amazon, uh, Amazon or Netflix, why can't they make more movies just that way? I think eventually, like when I was doing my journalist qualification, I wrote the uh, the death of the cinema as one of my my pieces, and it was hypothesizing that one day you will be able to, and you can already do it if you buy. Remember the cinema system I sent you? If you're a like multimillionaire yep. and you pay like I think it's ten thousand pounds a year subscription or something crazy like that, and you get every film on midnight launch beam to your home to watch in your home cinema so give it 10 20 years the cinemas will they won't die out completely but what my thing was going was netflix and that are going to become so rich and so powerful they're going to be able to start doing their own movies and stuff like that it started already yep it's only going to be a matter of time before they get rights to certain films like distribution rights like netflix say netflix plus you pay a tenner you can watch this movie live the day it's out at the cinema i would do that 100 percent. yep totally agree like they, they'll have like a, a kind of it, almost like a pay-per-view type thing like you, you know how they obviously do it for UFC and whatnot. like PlayStation yeah. Rental yeah yeah. you'll have your pay-per-view so like this is the new yeah. big movie it's pay-per-view you pay for it you get to watch it once and then like it goes away from your Netflix thing I mm-hmm. would be 100% down for that if it was like a day one movie yeah 100%. I'd probably never go to the cinema again yep I would end up paying listen up filmmakers I would end up paying for a lot more movies than I do not day two films came out that see for a tenner mm. i would not go and see it at the cinema because that's a tenner for me a tenner for tasha money for popcorn money for juice money for sweets you're never seeing the money for popcorn and sweets but that's a 40 quid day out if i can sit at home and watch that film for a tenner with me and tasha and some friends around and i can have a drink fucking yeah the the thing is that what they'll what they'll end up doing is like they'll be they'll end up having to do the detection thing because do you remember there was a xbox faces, uh, yeah. yeah it was an xbox pattern a while back that was uh basically using the connect to work out how many people were in the room like so that you would buy the license to for like how many, however many people were going to be watching the movie that sort of thing yeah so like per person you would pay like let's say 10 let's say 10 pound for example but even at that i would if, even be fine with that yeah i mean if you've got two people it's 20 pound everybody like, even if it's five people everybody pays a tenner it's the same as what you'd pay for going to the cinema but yeah, but you can sit and have a bevy. You can sit and yeah, you can sit and have a bevy, and you're not like having to. You're not, and you can pause the movie at you any can time. Pause it, yeah, that sort of thing. So I would be 100. You're not going to have any. You're not going to have any problems with hearing it if you've got a 4K telly. It's going to look yep. perfect. Do you know what I mean? So, not going to be any kids throwing popcorn at you. There's nah, going to be nobody kicking nah. your seat. Nobody <laughs> coughing. Yeah. Yep. No <laughs> fat people in front of you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that this is going to be something that's going to be like looked at a lot. As it's mm-hmm. starting to become starting to come out, and like they'll be looking at how much money these movies make, because if you think about it, if you put out a movie to Netflix and don't have yeah. all the distribution costs of like putting it out to a cinema and like all of the fucking advertising costs and shit like that that go along with that, yeah, you're gonna make more money if you make it a good enough movie. Yeah, and if 100%. Netflix start charging people for it, like yep. they could have they could have tried it with this Will Smith film, even at like a fiver, the new Will Smith film, I'd have probably went. Fucking a, yeah, I'll do that. I, I think that this is right. the, this is the start of it. Like, because it's now... the start of it because yep. uh, Goon Two, which is you remember Goon, I watched it a few weeks ago. Mm, what yeah. they done in America was simultaneous release. You could buy it on iTunes or you could watch it at the cinema. Mm. That's what needs to happen. The only problem with with doing it like this is that it leaks the second the second you put it online, it's leaked. It's leaked. Yeah, like people even, can go and even with copy protection. Yep. Even with copy protection, when you think, if I'm playing that, 
yeah, I could set up a camera in my house, and what you're going to say, you're not allowed a camera, mm-hmm. and then detect a camera. Oh, you're not allowed your phone either. Well, I'm not allowed a phone in my room. Okay, I'm not renting this film then. So anyone can get a perfect copy, even if you can't copy it because it's got like extreme copy protection, like Sky do with their um their sporting events. They basically put through a thing through the feed where it's like, but then people still have a way of broadcasting it. Do yep. you know what I mean? So it, it will be copied, but that's the only issue. But then you have to think you're initially going to have to get some people to buy it and the people that are buying copied or watching copies aren't going to pay to see it at the cinema anyway no that's very true the, those are the people that will watch a cam copy of a movie that's been filmed in Russia at a bad angle with all the all the subtitles people and all past. and people walking past and like and all the bad sound and, <laughs> and all that sort of they're not going to the cinema stress, anyway so. they're not going to the cinema anyway they're going to steal your movie anyway. But it doesn't matter. You're going to get people like me who will pay for your film, and a lot more people that are like, I can't bother going to the cinema. Like yep. a lot, of, it can't just be air. A lot of people are in cities that their cinema is shit and too expensive. Yep, and, and I mean the, like air, air cinema screen isn't hmm. even 4K. No, I, I mean the cinema, the cinema like in East Kilbride is good, and I've got plenty of access to the cinemas around and about Glasgow and whatnot as well. Yeah, they're not far away. It's easy for me to get to them, but. Like when we just spoke about like Alien Covenant, like it's a movie that we were both interested in, and neither of us went yeah. to see it at the cinema because no. we never got a chance and we couldn't really bother. And then we both watched it like when it came out at home release. Whereas if that movie had come out like at home I'd have release it that at the same night. time, or Ash yeah. and Ashley down or something, sure. yeah, we'd have watched it within probably the first week and probably have happily paid money for it. So yeah, because of the convenience of doing that, so it's worth something worth thinking about. Yeah, for, these, for these movie developers definitely um, before we move on we have to talk about one thing which you are going to see with me at the cinema we got a trailer this week Andy and I'll let you talk about it because it's one of your favourite franchises oh yeah it was for uh, the new Tomb Raider movie yes the poster first which looked like Jurassic World 2 <laughs> yeah because she they've done something real weird photoshopping with uh, with the <laughs> lead actress's neck her neck know. looks her neck looks like the guy fucking is it Men in Black that twists his neck right round and goes there is that better no he pulls his skin but it looks like something like that when like it's an alien that's away and it's just walking away yeah <laughs> but yeah the uh, it was very strange um, it did remind me of the uh, the movie uh, the cover for uh, that movie that I watched a while back Uninhabited with the ghost lady <laughs> reminded me of that and I'm like oh I remember that movie and I had to go back and with look at the picture yeah I had to go back and look at the picture to see if it was the same and it was completely different and I was like oh well it's actually nothing like it whatsoever but anyway they, they, they showed the trailer for this for this movie the day after they put that poster out and this trailer is basically showing you that this movie is going to be the same as the same as the game Tomb Raider yeah. Now, not the original, original Tomb Raider, but the reboot Tomb Raider from 2013. Yeah. So, it's going to be if you like that that game, you're going to like this movie. That's kind if of. If you want what original Tomb Raider, though. <laughs> if you not, want original Tomb Raider, watch Angelina Jolie. There's not going to be a dinosaur in this one, I'm afraid. And there wasn't a dinosaur in the no. the Angelina Jolie one either. There was uh, statues that came to life though. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, mind the first film. The mystical yeah, stuff kind of. I, it never really sat right with me in Tomb Raider and I'm glad they kind of uh, went I, away from that a wee bit I like some of it I really do I like like cursed objects like Indiana Jones style stuff mm-hmm. even though I don't like Indiana Jones but like I like the sort of idea like um, mythology and like the reason that they have this but then again in the games they had a sun god 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But the, I mean, there was a bit of that, but it was all kind of realistic-ish. And I think the best example of it is in the Rise of the Tomb Raider. There was a DLC called... It's two years old. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to... Okay, I'll talk more about it when I'm uh, doing it, but like obviously due to this trailer, I got hype and I bought this game again because obviously the first time when I played it, I'd just finished the first Tomb Raider and went straight into it and got bored of it. I'm not wanting any spoilers, please, from you. I okay. could easily okay, stumble across it. <laughs> okay, but uh, anyway, like I'll, I'll just mention it briefly and I won't spoil it for you. Um, uh-huh. In Rise of the Tomb Raider, there's a DLC in it called... Uh, Baba Yaga, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Curse of Baba Yaga. Have you got this? Well, I I have it on the PlayStation because they sent me a review copy of the mm-hmm. game, but I don't on Xbox. Okay, you need to play the DLC. That okay. DLC specifically that one because it's fucking awesome, and I'll not I'll not say any more about it. But it's fucking brilliant the way they did it. Okay, and really, actually, quite surprising. Cool. Like I'll, I'll pick up. One, I'll wait to sale. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you'll be able to get it for like two or three pounds now. I think it's like six or seven normally, but you'll be able to get it in a sale for like two or three. But yeah, it's fucking they never, brilliant. They never released the, they never released the 20th anniversary edition for the Xbox. You can buy it separate, but mm. they never released a physical edition. Was that PlayStation exclusive? Uh, Must have I been. think they might have done it on PC as well, but it, it was definitely like they brought it out on PC. PS4. Uh, sorry, PS4, yeah. Because obviously it was yeah, a year the after that, the Xbox. That's the one that gets sent to review. I know it came mm. out on Xbox, like, you can buy the 20th. They were like 50 quid on the Xbox. I'm like, no, that's severely overpriced. I bought the main game for £12 before discount. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, Rise of Tomb Raider is a fucking great game. Like, did you finish it on, before on the Xbox? Nope, that's what I mean. I've not finished right. it. See, because I finished it like when it came out on Xbox, and I got it again on PlayStation, with the intention of like playing through the whole game again. But like, I played through like a good chunk of it, and like I did that DLC, and that DLC is brilliant, really well done. You have to get to the, oh. you have to get to a certain point in the in the game to actually get to the DLC. Though it's like, see the there's like a big open field. I think it's like the Russian something or other. Uh, okay, um, there is a season pass for Tomb Raider. Yeah, there will be. How much is the season pass? Twenty quid. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't think the rest of the stuff is is worth that. But that one particular DLC, I would, I would one hundred percent buy it because it's really good. It's maybe well, the season pass. It's, it's coming up to Christmas. Remember, mm. there's oh, you get sales. sales. Yeah, so just keep an eye, keep an eye out for it in a sale and grab it in the sale. Because uh, obviously, if you're still playing through the game anyway, you won't get through the game first. So, but anyway, um, yeah, we better move on. It's, it's eight pound for that DLC by itself. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. I mean, it is a really good DLC, but it is short, like maybe maybe two so hours. It is better buying the the season pack. Yeah, but I mean, would you play any of the other DLC? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's ones about Croft Mansion, and I would probably play the DLC. I did like Tomb Raider, mm. uh, and I do like this new reboot. But I'll talk more about it. Okay. The movie looks absolutely phenomenal. Like it really does. Um, as long as, like you said, you like the reboot version rather than the original. Yep. Um, like. Lara Croft, the original version is covered by Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'm that keen on the the way the movie looks, to be honest, because everything about the movie screams to me that it's the same story, <laughs> the same story as like the Tomb Raider game, which is there's which a boat, is fine. there's an island. Yep, there's a boat, there's an island. There's like a lot of like Lara screaming and falling. She's wearing the basically the same outfit. She's got the same weapons and everything like that. 
So if it's the same story, we've 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 done it already. Exactly, if it's the same story, we've done it already. They're just going to tell a condensed version of it, which is kind of fine-ish. But at the same time, I I would already know what happens. It does look as if they've put a little bit more comedy into it than what was in the game, though, because there is like in the trailer there is a couple of like one-liner sort of things, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, movies like that need a few like light-hearted moments and stuff like that, especially because like, the game is very serious tonally, uh, and there's a lot of like. There's a lot of controversial stuff in the game as well. There's an almost rape scene and stuff like that in it. So, so it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. And kind I, w- of... I would rather like a canon story of a adventure we haven't seen Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, totally. But the the only issue that I really have with it is, like, I don't really like the look of the actress that's playing a Lara Croft. I'm like, she doesn't She's really fine. look like Lara Croft. I'm like, that's not Lara Croft. She's fine. Angelina Jolie looked like old Lara. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I would say that was a better casting for for Lara Croft. I don't think that this woman looks particularly like Lara Croft for me. I would have rather it was Kamala Luddington playing. Do you, do you remember the silly scene in Tomb Raider Two where Angelina Jolie's walking with like this big furry heavy coat, but she's not going to mm. zipped up in the middle of a fucking yeah. snowstorm? <laughs> it's like, no, no, that that makes it's kind of. <laughs> do you know the do you know the thing I loved about those two Tomb Raider movies the most? Chris Barry. Uh, Chris Barry. Yes. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. He was brilliant in those movies. Yeah, it was good. And I, I liked I liked I forget the guy's name, but like the The wee the sidekick tech guy. The wee sidekick tech guy. Yeah, he was good. Um and Daniel Craig was in Ekerman, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like the love interest. Yeah, he was the love interest. I don't know if he was in the first one, was he? Can't remember. He was definitely in, in one of them, though. But, but anyway, like uh, we look look forward to seeing the movie. I, I think it I think it will be good. I think it will be good. Um, I never seen I, I never seen the Cradle of Life at the cinema, but I definitely want to see the first one, and mm. I will want this is one that I want to see at the cinema. It's probably one that I'll probably pick up in four um, K. Daniel Craig was in the first one. Um, was he in both go. of them then, or was it only the first one? He was in the first one, and uh, let me just check. 2003, he was only in the first one. He wasn't okay. in the second one. But yes, uh, Tomb Raider anyway. Um, but we'll move on because we need to keep the show going. It's not just the movie and it's not just uh, Big Screen Weeskin. We also have Level Up part of the show where we talk about all the games and all the video game news. Jared Butler was in the second one. So Andy, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Andy, uh, what has been happening in the video game news? And I'll be right back. I need to go and get some juice. Okay, so Forza 7 demo came out on PC and Xbox One. Yay! I didn't download it. <laughs> I assume that Ali downloaded it and he'll probably talk about it and uh, what we've been playing. Uh, the Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer DLC has been slated to come out this year. Why is this not rolling? And it is going to show what happened during the game's time skip, which I think they skipped forward like. 10 years or something like that um, so yeah this comes out on October 31st so Halloween now I not I don't know what when the time skip takes place because I still not got into that point in the game but yeah, yeah I think <laughs> in other Final Fantasy 15 news Square Enix have said that they are trying to get the full version of Final Fantasy 15 to run on the Nintendo Switch that seems ambitious to be honest because that's a big, big fucking game 
the world is enormous, the graphics are really very good and I can't imagine that running on a Switch. I just can't see it happening. If they can get that to run, oh my god. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Uh, but I mean, if, if you think about it, I mean, Bethesda's managing to get Wolfenstein 2 to run on it, albeit it'll be not as graphically intensive version of the game, but that's fine. I mean, it's the same way as like I think we've we've spoken about this before with like PC games where you've got like you can run the game on ultra settings or you can run it on uh, minimum settings and there will be a performance dip for sure, but the game at the end of the day it's still the same game that you're playing. Does it just doesn't look as good graphically. So I think that that's kind of where that's going to shake out. Uh, I'll be interested to see how how it does look if it eventually comes out though. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15 on the Switch, you, like the full version, you think they can do it? The the guy flip-flopped on this and said, no, he's not going to do it. Like, literally the day after, he said, oh, I think what will happen is just the mobile version that's coming will come as a complete game, but with extra features. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I... <laughs> what they would be better doing is getting Final Fantasy 15 on it because it can run in low-spec PCs. Just get it out, yeah. get more subscribers. I'd, I'd play it on it until my free subscription was done because I can't afford a 10 a month. <laughs> But yeah, I'll be interested to see what keep, what happens with this. And I, I I do like the fact though that this like the Final Fantasy fifteen like has fucking legs on it because I mean yeah, the support they're given is phenomenal. It's unheard of any yeah. game to be this focused on by a developer after its launch. It's nearly I mean, a year old. Yeah, we're like a year a year out now from like when we probably a, almost exactly a year actually from when we we went to see, went to see uh, Kingsglaive, Kingsglaive at, at the at the cinema. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like from going from that like. The, all the hype building up to the game's release, Kingsglaive coming out, game releasing, and then uh, it did well and whatnot, and then they've continued to like support it with the DLC, and and actually probably worthwhile season pass, even though I haven't played in, really played any of the content yet, <laughs> apart from the Magisite armor, which is incredibly useful <laughs> um, <sighs> for for <laughs> for people who are terrible at this game like me. Um, but yeah, but the fact that they've continued to release the DLC as well as like the free updates and stuff like that as well, like your Assassin's Creed festival and the Chocobo like festival and stuff like that, like that's all fucking cool. Um, but yeah, and now they're doing this mobile version and like it may or may not come to the Switch and obviously it's coming to PC as well in 8K. So they're doing a real good job of like pushing this game still a year out from its release. Um, I'll be curious to see like how it sells in the grand scheme of things compared to like some of the older games um, to see if the development time and the marketing push that they've put behind it over the past year has been worthwhile uh, ok so the world's first 8k VR headset is uh, on kickstarter now Like, ok so it's actually past Andy it was oh the nineteenth of nineteenth of August last year that we went to see Kingsglaive, me, you, and All right, Dave. Okay, okay. Nineteenth mm-hmm. of August, Jesus. Okay. So the, the yeah, game... that's like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, well, um, a month ago, just over a month ago. So the game must. Have oh yeah, out. September. Yeah. Yeah, the game must have been out just over a year then. Uh, surely they would have some celebration. It's down to twenty pound today, but just as a wee bit of extra news, Final Fantasy twenty ninth of November it came out. <coughs> 29th of November. Oh, yeah, because that's right, because the release date was originally slated for September and then they pushed it back. Mm hmm. That's right. So they'll do something big, obviously, for the, um, the whatchamacallit. They'll do something big for the year. Yeah, for the anniversary. Surely. They'll have a festival. Uh, they've also, as I add to this new story, the Final Fantasy 15 story updates will continue throughout 2018. That's nice. insane. Nice, that's cool. I, I will finish They're the game cl- eventually. 
I promise. They are. Cr- so it says here they will create more content for the game during next year, expanding the original plans of updates that had been planned originally. That's some good mm-hmm. writing right there. The original plan of updates that had been planned originally. <laughs> Fucking hell. According to Tabata, uh, the director, they have listened to all requests from the public and therefore they will develop much more content for the video game to further enrich the world and story. Cool. That's awesome. That's insane. Yeah, I'm going to probably... Like, I, 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 I know I sold my PS4, but that was for... I needed a new phone at the time, but I am putting aside because I'm just going to pick up a PS4 Slim. I think I'll go for the Pro again because they're cheap enough now. If I get a discount on it, I could probably get it for around 100 So I'm definitely going to get a PS4 at some point because obviously the Spider-Man coming, Last of Us 2, I forgot about. And Final Fantasy 15, I was still getting invested in. So because I, I bought it digital, that's the handy thing. But yeah. I will be getting one. Probably not by the end of this year. Well, it depends how Black Friday goes. If there's an insane sale, for whatever reason, I might I might pick up one. But yeah, Final Fantasy 15 is down to 20 quid today, and that includes like online, like so Zavi and uh, Tesco Direct and stuff is advertising just now for £20, pounds, nice. which is a good It's price. well worth that. Well worth that. Yeah. I'm still happy with like my purchase, like whatever it was, like 60 or 70 quid, including like the Don't regret pass. it. It's no. fine. Yeah. Uh, I've I've got my money's worth out of it, and like I'm still chipping away at it here and there. So, do you know? What? I think that if Zelda hadn't come out, then I would be playing Final Fantasy. Should have finished more. it well before Zelda. That is not an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like four months before <laughs> Zelda came out. <laughs> four and a half months. I can't play these all these big open world RPG games at the same time. Took me thirty six hours, Andy, or something like that. Remember my <laughs> thirty six hours. I know, and I'm Fantasy. thirty. I'm thirty hours into it already. Yeah, I, like I've probably put more into it. I think I was ahead of you on my second playthrough before I sold my PS4. Yeah, well, like to put to put into context where I am, I'm just I've just gotten off the boat. Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, I was I was ahead of you. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I mean, but this second playthrough, I'm not rushing through the story sort of thing. I'm just like doing side quests more because there's so much more added and they're adding stuff constantly all the time so it is a game that I am going to get back to because I do love Final Fantasy and I do think they're doing the right thing because mm. the vanilla the vanilla Final Fantasy 15 that I first played chapter 13 was abysmal um, was almost unplayable <coughs> I don't mean it was broken I just mean it was so hard um, basically what happened because you'll never get to play that version was they stripped you of all your powers mm-hmm. And you had this ring, right? You get given your dad's ring, and it's got magic in it, right? But you can use magic, so this isn't really spoilers. But you are kind of like low in health constantly because the ring drained you. Mm. So, like every time you use the right, it was in Kingsglaive the ring as well. Yep. Every time you use it against small enemies, you're like panting and puffing, then more of them come out, and like the, the magic doesn't work in all the enemies. So there's parts they try and force stealth on you, where you actually mm. have to hide in the corridor. Yeah. It's absolute abysmal. Um, Plus, obviously, they've added more story stuff to it. They're adding better things. They've got the season pass and stuff. So, yeah, I will play this game again. Um, it just I don't think it would be right to play this on an Xbox, uh, personally. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Final Fantasy doesn't make sense on an Xbox for me. It's the JRPG I mean, belongs the fun- in the fucking PlayStation. PS, they've only had um, 13 in this one, as far as I know. Um, but, yeah, it still doesn't feel right at all. So Yeah, no, they had but- uh, they had 11 as well. They're not going to end up... Oh, they had 11 in the 360 mm-hmm. yep um, but that was years ago but I mean like I'd played that in the PS2 um, yeah and they had 13, I'm surprised they had, they had 13 13 to 13 to 13 yeah. yeah but I mean they never had like 14 I don't yeah. know why 14's PlayStation they must have had a deal with it 
Or it's, it would be out by now. Fourteen was because they they insisted that it had to be crossplay, uh, like one with server. PlayStation. So no, no, oh, like right. the developers said that it had to be one server, and like they'd only developed they'd obviously developed it for uh, the the PC first, and then they wanted yeah. a PS3 version out, and then they brought out like the PS4 but, version as well. But everything's connected now on Microsoft's side. Well, yeah, but like. Obviously, Sony they could use the PC that, so server. They won't, they won't do it. Yeah, they'll say, "Well, you leave the game with us and keep committed fan base, or we will we'll delete the game." Yeah, <laughs> but yes, uh, so it'll never, it'll never, that game will never go onto Xbox ever. There was or, talk about or, it coming to Switch or Nintendo because Sony won't Sony won't let them. They which is which is shit to be honest with you from Sony, considering it's been proven how easy it was in the few weeks mm. they didn't even realize they'd left the switch on so it literally is a case of flicking a switch yeah it'll be like one line one line of code like yeah that's don't it. don't omit xbox players okay well anyway uh, so the world's first 8k vr headset uh got announced and it's kickstarter yep. started and it's already made its uh made its goal uh, it's, so it's happening Yep, it's definitely happening. It's already got over six hundred thousand uh, dollars after its goal of two hundred thousand. So this headset's definitely coming out. It's called Pimax, which is a terrible name for it. Pimax. Yeah, I'd have called it Vimax or VR Max. Yeah, or something else. But anyway, it's uh, apparently it looks cool. <laughs> I don't know, like eight K VR would be awesome though. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that until VR comes down in price, then. It's it's not going to catch on to the mainstream. Once it, yeah, but it has to be pricey if it wants to look good and be appealing. Yeah, but that's the same thing with like with consoles and stuff like that. They started off that way and then they gradually came in to be a more reasonable sort of consumer based price. Like, I mean, for your console now at launch, you're paying like three to four hundred. That's your kind of ballpark price. That's what you want to be paying for, for- a VR. Three hundred. Yeah, it's three hundred is probably the top end that you would want to be playing paying really. Um, Two hundred is the magic price point that everyone will buy it. At, at two hundred pound, everyone buys a VR if it's compatible with buy, a PS4 or Xbox One. I wouldn't buy a VR for two hundred until this game's out. Yeah, I, I would have bought one already if they'd come out at two hundred. I would have bought one day one. But at three hundred plus, I think it's three fifty they were at launch. No. Yeah, but still, where's the games? Where are the games? I mean, like that. That's what I mean. Like me paying three hundred and fifty pound to play the, the short the experiences. Now. Yeah, I would have finished all the games, and it would have cost me a lot of money to buy all the games as well. Um, so you're yeah. talking probably five, six hundred to play the games that I would be interested in playing. But if you put it out two hundred, it's less of a con- like a console level investment. Then you're going to be a bit more okay with like buying these smaller experiences. But anyway, the... yeah, but the problem the problem with that is, like software sales. If you're buying a physical release from another, you're not getting much back from that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Unless it's a first party title. Mm. I don't know. I we'll, don't know how it works. We'll, we'll see how that pans out. But this uh, this is definitely coming. I th- believe it's like a PC one. This is obviously not for PS4 or Xbox. Yeah, so you're buying an 8K VR PC. Could have to be touched. Yeah, well, there is the there is that. <laughs> like my PC can't run this, definitely not. So, there's no point <laughs> me buying it. 
Um, you okay. run an Oculus just now, would it? No, I can't run an Oculus. All I'd need to do is upgrade my graphics card, though, I believe. Uh, and mm. I could run an Oculus. I could run the development kit, but not the consumer model. That's weird. The consumer model has higher... Uh, well, the consumer model has higher uh, minimum specs. Alright. So it needs more like power to push through to it. But like the dev, the dev kit on the DK two uh, isn't as like obviously isn't as good as the the CV one model. Yeah. There will be more obviously like different models of that. And, uh, wireless ones are the ones I'm wanting, but that'll be a lot off. Yeah, you're probably talking a couple of years for the wireless one, I think, uh, or maybe not. I don't know. But that's what I would guess. Uh, anyway, the the Switch's secret game, which was that golf like NES game yeah. that we spoke about the other week, uh, looks like it could be a, a kind of weird tribute to uh, Satoru Iwata. Okay. Uh, and the rumors are that they're going to be re- like releasing the game effectively, like on I can't remember if it's his birthday or the anniversary of his death. But they're going to be actually like putting it out, which is cool. I'm totally down for that. Uh, they should. If it's already built into the system, it should be free. Yeah, I would say so. Like, if they try and charge people to unlock it, that's kind of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's basically like what Capcom does with all their games. Yep. On-disc DLC, yep. Or this will be on-system game you have to pay for. Yeah. Which would be shit. Ridiculous, yeah. Um, Yeah, so we spoke about the Tomb Raider thing. Um, Oh, Steam has tried to counter these review bombing type things that we were talking about last week so it was like with yeah, PewDiePie's fans um, and basically they're now adding like some sort of time graph thing to game scores which is good uh, so you can see the, the real scores and then if hello hello oh, so you can see the reviews alright you can you can see the review scores the real ones and then you can PewDiePie sends everybody after a game you know what I mean yeah, like, I think it's good as well though because you can see like how a game's like review score has evolved over time as well. Because like certain games do get better as they as it becomes a age like a uh, cult classic. You mean? Yeah, that sort of thing, or or things that uh, they do get patched a lot. Like say, see if you look at Ark Survival Evolved, for example, like when that first came out, like, yeah, that's true. People were kind of negative on it. it has to... But it had the potential. Yeah, but if the patches then, improve it. Yep, and then the patches, the patches kept coming and coming, and they updated the game. And they made it much better, this, and the reviews improved, so it will have like a positive curve on it. See, this is this is what like even like video game sites should adopt. That some of them already do. They should go back and <laughs> they should go back and um, recover games that they've reviewed that have been patched and like because a lot of games are kind of punished because it's like okay this is a fault okay we're willing to fix it we didn't we missed this when our bad but look we fixed it now no you're still four out of ten fuck mm. off like they need to be able to revisit games like um even uh no man's sky do you know what i mean if it mm. reviewed bad i think it was about a seven game seven out of ten yeah. if the patches improved it go back and adjust the review score a bit like you know when you update articles when somebody makes a comment that you've been like we're, we're awaiting comment from mm. sony yeah you go back and update them they should go back and update the review scores with the added detail and i know some do but everybody should have to do that now like Final Fantasy 15 is a different game now than when it first came out re-review it oh yeah 100% I mean like certain I don't think it's certainly for every website to do but uh, certain websites could like make a niche out of it like say like doing year one reviews so like one year out from a game's release and I think that's probably like a, Destiny yeah exactly like that's probably a fair time to judge a game com- completely because by, by a year out from its release all the things and all the patches are going to be out all the bugs are going to be fixed if you review a game one year out from release it is the best 
is in the best shape it will ever be. Of course, but it's like you know, we get sent games to review, and it's patch you're playing it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, sometimes yeah. when we sometimes when we get the non-disclosure thing, it says remember the game is before like X patch or before mm-hmm. such a feature is going to be active. Like some games I've played, the online wasn't active, or some games. Yeah. Some parts of the main story weren't finished, or not finished, but there were some parts that was being patched. There was a game, I can't remember what it was that I was playing, and like it was almost completely broken, and I didn't get around to reviewing it until after the patch, so I never noticed it, but other reviewers slated the game and shredded it to fuck. Cannot, pardon me, cannot remember what, what what it was, but there was one that that happened. Yeah, I remember getting getting a game for a, for a review. I, again, I forget what game it was, but uh, they sent me the review code and, and all that, and they, they had, like, in the... And like in the text for the like, with, along with the review code, they're like, "Please note there is a potential for you to hit this like major game breaking glitch in the game. Uh, we have a patch like ready to go for it day one. It's currently in Sierra with Sony, uh, so please bear that in mind if you do come across this glitch. There is a fix for it, and it will be fixed. Like by I mean, day that's one. fine. Like a lot of people complain about day one patches, but they 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 forget that their studios are." at the behold of the shareholders when they say it has to be out by this game this date and then they release it and it's already in it's already printed on disc and the the actual game file is uploaded to the servers it's not out yet but then they're like oh shit this is broken right we need to fix it so then they work feverishly on lines of code to fix it and that's why day one you get the patches like a lot of people don't realize that and overlook it you know and and i'm completely fine with day one like patches because 100 percent of the time they improve the game yes that is a fact it doesn't matter like how big the patch is, uh, and I mean the only real inconvenience to you is that you have to download the patch before you get to play the game. Yeah. Uh, how long does that really take in the grand scheme of things? Let's don't say, get wrong, some patches are bigger than others. But I mean, if you've got decent internet, so let's say a maximum of one hour. Yeah. I think the biggest yeah, patch the... that I've ever had to download was probably for uh, Batman Arkham Knight, when I think it was like yeah. 18 gigs, something like that, on day yeah. one, which was enormous, fucking an enormous day one patch. But like it took a, it took an hour or so. I didn't mind it. It's fine. <laughs> totally fine with it. It made the game better, so uh, that was totally fine. But but yeah, like uh, that, that's the model that's going to be happening, and we're going to see more and more and more of that as the as we go on. But I think sometimes like uh, certain glitches won't be discovered as well until like there's a good whack of people playing them. Like say, yeah, because QA can't get everything. There's no yeah. 100% guarantee they'll do everything in a game that they can find. They'll do as much as they possibly can. Like I know uh, Russ used to say that when he was quality assured, and it was basically you get one section of a level and you play it and you play it and you play it. What if they've missed a certain section of a level that's got the bug? Yeah, exactly. Or like, what if, uh, what if something to do with the way that someone's system is configured causes a bug? Like, say, if they've got like their controller customized to like a different layout then that causes yeah. some sort of bug or like uh, PlayStation had a lot of issues with like the friends list like if you had more than 100 friends in your friends list it would completely yeah. just like bug out some games like because they, were, yeah. they weren't coded to handle that so and people they didn't realise this for most of these games in testing because the people weren't playing on like a live like PS4 with like a live active friends list they were, so they were playing on a PC <laughs> they're play, yeah they're playing on either a PC or like a closed system PS4 that isn't connected yeah. to like internet or isn't connected like using a PSN account to like a, or a, a live active PSN account with like with a with an active friends list that has over 100 people in it so they didn't even see this as an issue but it caused massive issues like uh, 
back when the PS4 first came out with the with the update, so you could have like a thousand friends, and it caused so many issues with uh, with like some with some games that had leaderboards and stuff like that. It just would not work. But um, yeah, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Halo's coming to Nintendo Switch and Minecraft. Yay! Halo is also backwards compatible now. Like Halo, you all get on the Eddie Cheap Master Chief Collection if you buy it pre-owned, um, and it's ten years old next year. Halo Three. You know, if if you haven't bought the Master Chief next Collection week. at this point, like, why would you? Why would not, you? Why, why would yeah. Why would you like need the Halo games? Like if you I suppose able... if you bought them digit if you bought them digitally and you weren't that big a fan and you wanted to replay them and you're like, nah, I'm not getting the Master Chief collection, but then you can download them. Yeah, but you don't get Halo Two. That, that's very true, and it's not the Halo <laughs> Two anniversary. No, no, you don't get Halo Two because Halo Two was only on like original. Xbox yeah, no, but so. they never released the anniversary either. They released the anniversary of the first one. Yep. But they are they are doing the Xbox originals, and I guarantee you it'll be added to that back. Oh, for sure, yeah. But I mean, you can get you can get the Halo Master Chief Collection for like fifteen quid or less now. So just buy yeah. that. It's it's a fucking well worthwhile collection to buy, especially if you've never played them. To see if you're a Destiny fan as well, and you want to, your game got to be in such a good shooter. I'm not saying anything about the story, but like if you want to see that, then hmm. this is this is the collection to play. I would recommend playing the anniversary edition because Halo 1, the original version is very hard to figure mm. out where you're going especially in the first opening mission with all those sort of temples, fuck me mm. um, Okay, so there has been a leak of Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition uh, It doesn't surprise me, it's Capcom Yeah, which I assume is going to have all the DLC released new, so far New characters, new mechanics because they always do that with the next edition they'll block out like air blocking added they do always do like stuff like that don't get me wrong Street Fighter 4 arcade is the best version of Street Fighter 4 and it might sound pointless to you but see when it's an actual proper fighting game don't get me wrong I didn't enjoy Street Fighter 5 Street Fighter 4 is far better and I'm so disappointed it was Ultra Street Fighter 4 we got in the PS4 and it sounds crazy but the differences I actually prefer arcade Street Fighter 4 it's the best version Super Super Street Fighter 4 arcade I can't remember but anyway yeah Uh, they kind of self take the piss out themselves they self reference themselves self Mm -hmm self-referentiate I don't know but they, they, they take the piss out themselves with like Dead Rising what was it Ultra Super oh, Hyper Combo right, yeah. Edition mm-hmm. that was quite funny actually we're, we're going to get Arcade Edition there'll probably be a Super Edition then there'll be an Ultra Edition because uh, fighting games aren't like yearly things as you know so like Street Fighter 6 will be a while off and then mm-hmm. um, they'll, they'll release the Arcade and then it'll be that'll be with all the DLC and probably some extra mechanics and maybe an extra character and then they'll have Super Street Fighter Five and then it'll I don't know if they'll go to Ultra Street Fighter Five but because that was a bit too far with Street Fighter Four like mm. Street Fighter Super Street Fighter Super Street Fighter Arcade Super Street Fighter Arcade <laughs> Champions Edition Super Street Fighter Four there was another one and then Ultra Street Fighter Four so it's like you don't need that many nope. but they they've done it even with Street Fighter Two when you think on it the one played with Super Street Fighter Two that's the most common oh, one hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. There still is ones ongoing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Street Ultra Street Fighter 2 just came out for the Switch. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Minecraft's pla- uh, cross-platform edition came out uh, this week, yeah, but the Nintendo Switch version of it is not out yet. Yeah, it's, it's just an update. It. It's just an update to like the game because uh, I have a play it on my phone, but like the icon change stuff... 
Um, I, I've got it in the Switch as well. I haven't went back to it in the Switch. It's, it's, it's more a game for kids. Like, I'm shit at it. Like I said, I've got a house and it's on an island and that's it. That's as far mm-hmm. as I can go. I'm not a fucking technically minded bastard that can build like the Starship Enterprise to minute detail or fucking build a working version of Pokemon or anything like that. No, I can't I can't fucking do that. I can't even make electricity work in the game. I, I know how to break bl- bricks and um I, I can make a furnace and I can make weapons. That's all I can do. Yeah, I mean that that's probably what the most fun is in the game to be honest though. Like building houses and things like that. Like uh that that's that's what I had the most fun doing. Just like I hauled out a mountain and made a home inside a mountain. And then build a castle me? on top of the mountain. Would I no, I'm here. You hear me? <clears throat> Ali can't hear me, but I can hear him. Give, me, give us one second, we'll fix this. Uh, can you not hear me, Ali? Can you not hear Hello? me? Apologies for this brief interruption. We'll, we will. Yes, it's working fine. Why is it not coming up? Uh, give us one second, I'll get some right back on. Can hear you at all? Says voice connected. Your thing's not going green when I talk. I've got like good signal. Uh, You're gone. I'm going to disconnect from this and connect back in mm. one second. I don't know why I can't hear you. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your sentence voice. Plus no ball. Tick, 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 tick. Indicate a solid green and it's transmitting your beautiful voice. It's Hello? Hello? Hello, hello. Oh, you're back. Hello. I don't know what oh, happened. Fuck. It was uh, it was Discord like came out of me. Um. Okay. You were you were still there. It's just your thing wasn't going green like mine was, and I was like, mm, yeah. Okay, we're, we're we're back. We're back on all games now. Uh, I I don't know what happened. There was something to do with Discord for all the people. Yeah, but we're back. Uh, so like I was saying, like Minecraft, I'm just terrible. At. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Minecraft, but yeah, more Minecraft. Yay. Um. Okay, it looks like Slightly Mad Shiro's making a Fast and Furious game. Is that yeah, that story's funny as fuck. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Well, they're the guys that do Project Cars, and the guy was just off celebrating Project Cars 2 being finalised, or I don't know if it's out or what. Um, and he went and done an interview on like a podcast or a show on YouTube, and he hadn't had sleep for like three days or something, and he was drunk, and he's, he said the guy, he commented Need for Speed, saying that they're trying to emulate a Hollywood right <clears throat> and he said well if you can imagine what Hollywood franchise that is I can say that we've got the license for it and our game we're working on is going to blow Need for Speed as an arcade racer out the water and then he says I can't say what it is but if I was bald and went to the gym and worked out that's the biggest clue I can give you and I'm like <coughs> you probably shouldn't be saying that <laughs> yeah no that's a bit of it's a bit of a giveaway that fucking hell <laughs> yeah um so yeah, the Project Cars doing it. I would be interested because the last Fast and Furious game was absolutely terrible. Like the best way to play Fast and Furious just now is the Forza Horizon yeah, Two version. Crazy, yeah. 
I'm very you can buy it standalone, but I'm very surprised that um Forza let that license go. I'm glad they've got the um Top Gear guys still, well the Grand Tour now is still in it because that's a good one to have. Um but for Forza Horizon, well, I suppose they can't really do much. It's not like they're gonna make Forza Fast and Furious yeah, like no. in the main you know. I know they did the DLC, but that was a promo. But like, if it's going to be an actual Fast and the Furious game, they're not going to bring out like Forza and Furious or something like that. And it's just a story-based game because mm-hmm. that's what I imagine the, these guys are going to do. Because Need for Speed's got more of a story in it, as you know, cutscenes mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Forza's all about driving. So, yeah, I'll I'll get it. It'll be, be interested to see what they do with it. Um, okay, player. Oh, that's that's it. Sorry, <laughs> I need uh, to see the new Fast and the Furious movie. I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, player unknowns battlegrounds uh, looks like they're trying to add a single player campaign to it as well as more destruction. Yeah, which is I, cool. I just can't wait to play this game on Xbox One when it comes out. There's still no date for it though. Yeah, it's meant to still be this year, but I mean we've got not even because we're at the end of this month. Yeah, two two months left. But I mean they did say like it's it's coming out this year, but it's going to be like early access essentially this year. Yeah. Then the full launch next year, which is is fine. Uh, but I, I predict that this is going to come out like day and date with Xbox One X. Yeah, we said that last out. week. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that'd be a good advert because when you consider that you're you're only really getting a hardcore audience buying the Xbox One X realistically, and parents that are stupid enough to buy it for their kids that have seen it on YouTube, but the hardcore audience are going to know what PUBG is and go, "Oh, that's just sold the deal. If that's out day one, yeah, I want to play it." Yep, hundred percent, and it, it will be the quote unquote early access version, but it is the early access version still on Steam. That is getting like 1.5 million players. Yeah, that's the new thing. 1.5 they registered last week. It was 1 million. Now it's 1.5 million. Well, I think it was. I think it was like 1.2 million last week, which was yeah. more than Dota 2's one. But but yeah, they're now up to 1.5. So I mean, they can this easily. Will, this will hit two million. This will hit two million, hundred percent. Yeah, and maybe even higher than that. Like <clears> by the because t- like we like I said, not full release yet. This is early act. This is an early access <laughs> game. It's not fucking out yet. I just hope that it comes fully out and it traction. Yeah, and and I mean this is one of those like things that's like it's going to be a game as a service that they'll just continually update like Overwatch oh, yeah. and like Destiny that sort of thing. They'll just keep updating, I mean, the, updating it. It'll, it'll be a big esports thing. I mean they're um, they're uh, suing for uh, Epic Games who made the Unreal Engine which PUBG's built on because they've added like the Battlegrounds mode to Fortnite and they're saying that ah oh, it's a rip off but. Hmm. Yeah, but they're not the first person to do this game mode. They've just done it in a way that's resonated with the audience well. So does that mean that everybody else that done a Battle Royale-style game before them can sue PUBG? Do you know? I mean, I, that's, I that's like Mario yeah. trying to sue people for being a platformer. I don't think there's any point in suing them. Like, There's no way that Fortnite's going to get like, the traction. Cause, like, I'm excited. Plus, you're suing I'm excited. the person yeah. that owns owns the engine that runs your game. They yeah. can just go, fuck you, you're not using Unreal then. Because like I'm excited to play Battlegrounds when it comes on Xbox One, like and for that Fortnite thing is out now, like I'm not going to download it. Like I I'm like I want to I want to play the proper like Battlegrounds one that everyone's been talking about and saying is amazing. Plus, Fortnite Fortnite looks like Team Fortress. It's hardly like they've just cloned it. Yeah, and and I think like Battlegrounds, I think it might have started off a bit like that, but they've made like they've made a lot of changes to it as it's gone on and like become more popular. So. Yeah, but suing them is a bit silly. That's like fucking Pez, uh, FIFA trying to sue Pez or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be bothered suing them. Um, okay, next news: uh, Super Bomberman R has got an update, Ali. I sold that game. I came <laughs> up for it. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it again at some point. But yeah, they did announce <laughs> some new DLC. Uh, it's got like a Grand Prix mode, so it's like teams of three get to compete against each other. 
I mean, it looks kind of interesting. Um, and there's also like DLC characters coming from uh, Zone of the Enders and Rumble Roses. Rumble Roses. That was like a wrestling game with women in it. On this, on the Dreamcast or something. Yeah, I remember that game. That's weird. <clears throat> hmm. It's a weird one. Yeah, <laughs> that's really strange. Uh, but yeah, apparently it's also added. Uh, they've added characters from Silent Hill and Castlevania and that before already. So, yay! I I, I do need to go back and play Bomberman because I've really not played it at all. It's not a good game. I'll tell you something quickly. Like it worked. I had the first ever copy of Splatoon Two since it launched traded in. <laughs> Asked the guy why. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend gets me into trouble for playing it too much. I do love the game. That was the only reason he's trading it in. <laughs> it's the first. That's 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 strange for our shop though. Like. We had Destiny 2 in quicker and in bigger volume than Split. Splatoon 2 came out, what, four months ago? Mm. And this is we only just got the first copy last week, and the reason was that his girlfriend was getting annoyed with him constantly mm. being on it. That's why he traded it. But Destiny 2, we had it day one. We've had like Madden 18, we've had NBA 18. Like, mm. it's the nature of our business, Andy, mm. as you know. And have you had many Splatoon 2s in or any? Just out of interest. Um, we've had a few in and out, yeah. A few in and out. For, for for like our store when like it's a bit it's a quite a big store and like it's in the town like I, I'm very surprised that Splatoon 2 hasn't been in I don't know it depend, I think it depends how many Switch gamers you've got in in the kind of local area yeah. that are buying and selling shit We're, yeah, it's anyway. more of an Xbox town being mm-hmm. honest yep yep whereas up up my way it's more like PS4 and, and Switch Irvin, Irvin Xbox was more is, Xbox yeah Xbox is still like big but not not anywhere close to like PS4. I'll I'll say over the past year we've had a lot more people trading a PS4 for an Xbox because of backwards compatibility. Like mm. we we're, we're holding a lot more PS. I know this is work chat, sorry listeners, but like we we're holding a lot more PS4s than Xboxes. We constantly are. Like we've got Xboxes we can't even put out in display. We've got that many, mm. but no, sorry, PlayStation Fours we've got that many, but Xbox Ones now nah, we've only ever got one shelf of them. Like mm. the goes like constantly the kids especially, kids especially are trading their PS4s. Mm. It's weird. I think kids like flip flop on it depending on what their friends are playing at, the, at any one given time. I, th- I think this battlegrounds though is going to be massive even for kids. Yeah. Fucking yeah. massive, like because everyone's going to be into this because all the YouTubers are playing it and like kids yeah. watch a lot of YouTubers. So like as soon as that comes out do. to a, to a console that they can play it on, because most kids don't have a PC, so then they're not going to bother yeah. going to get one to play this game. But like if it's out on the fucking Xbox and they've got a PS4, they're going to 100 percent switch to Xbox. Like so many people are going to do it. So you you see Xbox sales boost massively when this game hits, even just yeah. in early access, it'll boost massively. Correct. Um, okay, Hooters and Sonic the Hedgehog are together at last in <laughs> a Japanese it's advertising campaign, which I don't understand, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird one. Oh, this Japanese are crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, any very strange twist of events? Uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver have returned to the UK chart alley. Yeah, that's insane. The original which, versions, that is. Which is mental. Well, it's the 3DS versions. Yeah, but it's the original. It's like a port of the original. It's not yeah. like Soul Silver or anything yeah. like that. But it's, it's even more strange when, to me, Pokemon Yellow is my favourite. And mm. Pokemon Yellow got re-released and didn't hit the charts again. But then mm. again, this came out as a releasing game, like they were doing it. as a box game. Yep, so that's why it's managed to get the charts. Because these charts only take into account physical sales. They don't look at digital at all. But because these games did come out quote unquote physical, because it was a like actual physical box in a shop. Well, the thing is, did did you not see the price point of this game? Like each one, they were a tenner. Oh well, there you go. So that's why it sold so well because they're fucking cheap. And to be fair, those games are worth a tenner each. 
Like they're good yeah. fucking games, well worth a tenner. Like that's fair enough. Um, I'm glad they didn't like put like a twenty pound tag on them. Like ten pound is a perfect price point for it. Uh, but but yeah, so like uh, Pokemon Gold charted in 18th in the, in the UK chart for this week, and Silver in 21st. But if you combine their sales, because they are a, like yeah, essentially same the same game, uh, they would have uh, they would have got into the top ten if you combined the sales. Wow, wow, which is That's which is pretty nuts, cool. Considering <laughs> you're buying a box, like I never understood this release. We talked about it when we when mm. get announced it was coming out. It it was a box with a code you were buying. Like you weren't buying mm-hmm. a fucking cartridge for your. Nope. Your DS, that's oh, that's insane. <laughs> but I mean, they've they've managed to like essentially get to the charts with that, so that's fair enough. And they've obviously sold enough for that price point, and it didn't cost them very much to produce the boxes, I would imagine. Um, okay, so um, so the rest of the chart, uh, we know that uh, Marvel vs. Capcom came out this week, but it only managed to chart in twelfth place in the UK, which is very low for a game like that. You would expect yeah, that to Marvel have a top ten. Marvel vs. Capcom's popular. Like I would expect it, and maybe not high top ten, but at least like six or seven. Yeah, because I mean, it did come out on PS4 and Xbox One, so you've got a massive user base there that like you can sell mm-hmm. to. So it's weird that it didn't quite get the top ten. But anyway, uh, number Something ten. Yeah, <laughs> number ten, Lego Worlds. Number nine, Forza Horizon Three. Number eight, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Number seven, Crash Bandicoot. Number six, GTA Five. So, I mean, those are things that have been kicking about for a while and, like, LEGO Worlds has had updates and Forza Horizon 3 is getting a, obviously getting a bump from... DLC. the Yeah, DLC and plus the new game about to come out. Forza's getting talked about again. Uh, number five, Pocking Tournament DX. Which is insane because it's only one system. <laughs> it's one platform and it's a remake of a game that it's came out on the Wii U and it's not a very good game. It's not a good game. <laughs> it's not even... Like, I played it. Mark, it worked. It was good and I played it. It's just, like, taken. It's not... Because it's nah, like it's awful. It's not like it's not like a fight or like two D still. It's like a circle you did. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it sucks! It sucks so bad. I did not like it one bit. It's horrible to play. Not fun at all. And number four, PES 2018. Even though I didn't buy it, I stuck to my guns. Unlike some people on this show, and did not uh, buy the yearly sports <laughs> title. <laughs> Although I haven't said that, like I haven't had <laughs> I haven't had one in the shop yet. Yeah. So like, if there's one in the shop and I've got money, I'll be like. I'll probably just buy it, <laughs> but I haven't done it yet, so I can I can still hold the moral high ground for now. Yeah, um, for now. <laughs> yeah. Number three, NBA Two K eighteen, despite all its microtransaction bullshit. And uh, number two, Project Cars Two. <sighs> Project Cars Two. And, NBA, uh, NBA doesn't have microtransactions. Yes, it does. Perfect. You're just it. NBA Two K eighteen has microtransactions up the wire. Yeah, so does FIFA. So does FIFA. So does FIFA, and I I hate FIFA for it. But NBA Two K Six is is actually worse than uh, yeah. than FIFA because like FIFA's ones are basically constrained to that one ultimate team mode, right? Like the NBA ones, oh, they yeah, use this when applies to your career mode. Exactly, yeah, and they use this thing called virtual currency, right? Where they just VP, call it yeah. just call it VC, VC, but it's just like coins. But like, see if you look at a screen of like what of like the purchase. Me, like the purchase yeah. menu it looks exactly uh-huh. like every single mo- free to play mobile game that you that you go to and it's like you can buy like 100 coins for 199 or 400 coins for 399 or 1000 coins for 20 pound or, uh, or 20000 like coins yeah and fifa's like a packs and i think you can you can buy coins and all that shit but again like i say that's basically for one mode the ultimate ultimate team mode that's the only thing that that applies to um and mm-hmm. i don't agree with it either it's like that whole kind of 
gambling thing and all this shit should be in the game like they should just make it a game mode that has all these things in it and it's all virtual currency that you earn not real money like currency that bugs me well, but anyway kind of, they, i'll say something about nhl with the ultimate team they've improved it where they've got like almost a story mode for your ultimate team where mm. you can practically earn your coins you know by like defeat x team or d- win this game by certain points you know yeah. and that's cool adding that whereas before it was just like no you have to pay to win like the worst one is ufc because you've got an ultimate fighter yeah. right you've got mm. a team right and a team of fighters works that's fine but you're paying for moves for your created characters. You're not buying like, oh, you might get Conor McGregor in this pack, which is what they should do the next time. What they're doing is, oh, do you want your guy to punch like Conor McGregor? Yeah, you, you might get Conor McGregor's punch if you buy a gold pack. Mm. You know, that's what it is. So it's ridiculous. Like, um, I, I only know one person that spent money on it. It's my brother-in-law. He spent like over 70 quid on packs for his created character Jeez. in UFC 2. Now, don't get me wrong it's better value because this game has lasted two years and it's mm. going to be like next year before the new one's yeah. out whereas FIFA every year it's wiped I think they gave you some reward this year for the first time but like yeah but yeah the NBA 2K18 I do not like the the way they've done their microtransactions at all it is like they've used a free to play model for the microtransactions in a premium game and there is a version of this game that costs like £150 oh, £120 with, which, with no physical bonuses which is a digital version digital yep. version that is ludicrous with digital words yeah yeah but anyway Destiny 2 number one of course fucking Destiny 2 uh, I'm kind of tempted to get it but I'm not getting it no. at all <laughs> but it's mostly just because like I know like a lot of my friends are playing it and stuff like that and like I'd like to be able to go oh yeah I played Destiny 2 and it was shit <laughs> if I had a PS4 I would I would have Fraser messaging me constantly saying get it get it get it yeah. but I don't have PS4 so I don't have that so that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah. uh, Kojima told us what Death Stranding was, is about what, what did he tell what did he say I didn't read this I didn't read it nope <laughs> uh, I assume it's about weirdness because I mean it's fucking Kojima it's nearly entering full production. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. So it's, he's going to try to tie people together by moving on to humanity's second tool, ropes. He's going to have rope slinging. Okay. Okay. Right. Anyway, this Kojima. Kojima like yeah. Yeah. Out. I mean, Kojima's just like he's the ultimate hype machine, isn't he? He's the best guy yeah. at hyping his own game. He's like, my game's amazing. I've not even started making it yet, and it's the best game of all time. <laughs> yep, I've not even went into production, but yes, it's going to be the best because the idea's in my head. I yeah. believe. Yeah, I mean, I think the game's going to be fucking incredible when it comes out in twenty years' time. Um, the uh, <laughs> the Atari box, so this is the new Atari, is going to run on Linux, and it's going to have a AMD custom processor, and it's going to cost three hundred dollars. That's too much. It's far too much. <laughs> like, I mean, it is. I think this is this is going to run like new games. Yeah, and is it's going to be customizable completely because they make some consoles running. None of it's customizable bar your backgrounds. We want you to customize your whole experience mm-hmm. and be able to buy games from other like avenues. So this means that you could possibly run Steam games in this, which is interesting. Mm, that's kind of cool. Uh, but apparently, it's uh, expected to come out in 2018 in the spring. Uh, they are going to yes, do it. Yes, that's, that's, that's soon. It's pretty soon, yeah. They are going to do an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign this fall to uh, get basically get the system over over the line. That's that's fine. I mean, 
the the system does look nice, like the actual like outer appearance of the box. I think it does look quite nice. I don't but need it. apart from that, yeah, I mean, I, I was never a particularly big fan of Atari, and it doesn't hold any nostalgia it's for me. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be just like a normal console, you know? Yeah, that? yeah, no, I I get that, but like I think that they're trying to play on the whole like nostalgia thing because they're using the same fucking design, the same ish design yeah. for the box. But anyway, yeah, but you're buying, yeah, but Fraser's day one for it. Okay, he must have had an Atari. Yeah, I think he did have an Atari when he was younger. Um, okay, Microsoft apparently did work at some point on a an Xbox branded smartwatch, yeah. which isn't anything to do with sports. Obviously, they ended up getting the the mark. What they called the oh, Microsoft the, band? Yeah, Microsoft band. Yeah, but that's more. Yeah. That's not really a watch though. No, this this one looks like it's an actual gaming style watch though. I don't know how it would work or what, it, what use it would actually be. And I'm guessing that's what happened when they brought it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, let's, let, why don't we make a watch? And they're like, okay, let's integrate it with Xbox. Okay, cool. Let's, what can we do with it? Nothing. <laughs> we can we, call it we like can put the, it, We can use it like as a as a microphone. Okay, okay, that works. Uh, we can put the app on it so you can look at the achievements on it. Okay, that that works. How much would we charge for this thing? Oh, two hundred pounds. Um. <laughs> Like, okay, so how many people would buy this that need to have this? Like, how many people use the app? This many. Yeah, they're going to do, people, like, a focus group. How many, how many people None. How many people of those would actually buy, like, a watch if we had it that would be able to use the app? Mm, one. Okay, let's not make yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, because the app's free on every phone. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, Ukulele's Nintendo Switch edition has been held Ridiculous. back by Unity's issues. How long, how long has it been delayed? Over a year. Nearly. Oh, my God. And they still haven't like, got honestly, it, have they? They've not got a release date. They're now. Why didn't they tell us this in the first place? Okay, the issue is the Unity available just now. Uh, will not let us get ukulele on it. Instead of teasing us two months ago with, "Look, it's almost ready." Why are you now mm-hmm. coming out with, "No, it's not working." Why not tell us initially? It's not working. This didn't just happen overnight. You've been trying to get it out in the Switch since. Like, I can now buy it for like a tenner on the PlayStation or Xbox, mm. and I'm severely tempted to email through fucking Kickstarter and go, is there any chance you can just send me an Xbox code because I'm sick of fucking waiting? And by the time Mario comes out, I don't care about this game now. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, if they launch it, like, any time after Mario. two weeks from now, yeah. like, say two weeks from now, because in two weeks' time, everyone, everyone is hyped for Mario, 100%. Um, there's no point releasing ukulele. No point. But... So if they're if it's still in in delay like in yeah. development if they've had an issue they're going to need to wait till next year to release it now. Yeah, and I unless they bring it out in the next two them. weeks. And yeah, no I would. Care I would rather I've paid the same money. I would rather they allowed me. Okay, do you want the Xbox One instead? Because I'm sure they could generate me a code. Probably cost mm. them less than give me a Switch code at the time. Yep, probably would. Um, okay. I don't know whether to hold out on it or not because to be honest if I did do that and they gave me a code for Xbox this week how likely am I compared to play it when Mario's out compared to like if I got it next year so that, that's true I mean I would I would say just keep waiting for your Switch version like you'll get to play it at some point and the Switch version will probably be the best way to play it because it's they'll handheld more not so they'll yeah. do something to apologise as well yeah probably um, okay the uh, Xbox One X uh, has Killer Instinct is getting an update for it and it's going to be the first ever 4K 60 frame per second console fighting game. Yay! But it's still a shit it's game. It's a bad fighting it's game, a shit game. It's not, yeah, it's it's shit. not the best. It's better than Pokémon <laughs> Tournament. But yes. At the end of the day, it's, it's not a shit fighting game. It's based, it's based... See, a fighting game's only fun if it's... Yeah. 
where, where button bashers can play. See, in this, you can't mm. be a button basher. You can't nope. even be a casual player because you memorize. Yep, and if you don't if you don't memorize the combos, it's just you're fucked. You yeah. punch, 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 punch. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Runs had an update. Yay! Extra levels, and you can play as Daisy, I think. Cool. And it's, uh, it get reduced to a fiver for the year anniversary. Hmm. Um, Oddworld Soulstorm is uh, apparently rewriting the series' rulebook. This is news that's come out from uh, EGX this year. EGX, yeah. No. Which also happened Russia's over the weekend. Russia uh, was there. We were planning on it this year. Yeah. Oh, I ended up working, and I can't go next year either because I'm going to be working. So I know a year ahead of time that I can't go, which is fucking sucks. But yeah, but yeah I mean, the the Soulstorm looks great. I don't know like if there's much more to say about it. It looks like another it's odd coming out this game. year. Is it coming out this year? Holy shit, I didn't realise it was coming I'm out. I'm sure it, I'm sure it said winter 2017. In the- yeah, it probably is because like, this year is the 20th anniversary of Oddworld, but it looks like yeah, yeah, it is. I'll get it. Cool. Uh, and uh, it's been revealed that Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is Switch's best-selling non-Nintendo game. Now, I think that has to come with a massive caveat, because this is a fucking Mario game at the end of the day. Just yeah, because, that's true. Like, just because Nintendo not... didn't, like, Nintendo didn't, <laughs> like, produce the game, or publish it, like, Ubisoft published it, it's like, oh, it's not a Nintendo game. You get Mario it's a in the fucking title. Nintendo game. It's not in any other system. Like, this is not a third-party title. This is a Nintendo... Like this yeah. is a Nintendo licensed wait, property. Wait till wait till Doom comes out and Wolfenstein and Skyrim. They won't beat this. Ah, uh, yeah, I would I would think so. Like, even Doom comes out if they get the price yes. point right on that, that's gonna be massive. They they hit twenty nine ninety nine day one and hmm. full price no. <laughs> but yeah, so the, I I still think it's impressive that it's sold really well. Yeah, and, and, and for like, a game well, that we had no interest in, yeah. I've traded it now. But like okay. from what I played it. It was enjoyable from what I played out of it, but it's just more my taste. It got repetitive, but all those RTS games, once you've kind of got... It's like, yes, it's still the same fucking thing. Like, I tried XCOM out like back in the day, and it just really wasn't really for me, I think, because mm-hmm. there's only so much that style of game can do. You're in an enclosed space. You have to kill X amount of guys. You've got so many moves. Not for me, but a great game. If you can get it at a budget price, I think you'd absolutely love it because you were an XCOM fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is one that I'll definitely buy at some point, as with all the Switch physical releases. <laughs> one day I'll buy it. I will buy them. Like, once it gets to, like, whatever price point, I, I, I genuinely think this is one it. that you would enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it looks fucking great, and, like, all the gameplay and stuff like that looks like it would be good fun, and I, I think, like, Betty would probably get a kick out of it as well, because it's a kind of yeah. different game, but it looks like certainly the beginning parts of it are easy enough for people to understand that it should be able to get to grips with it at least a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so, that's that's the news. Uh, might as well talk about what I've been playing. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't played much either of us. No. What did you play, Andy? I played Zelda. More Zelda. I actually played maybe about 10 hours of Zelda this week and that's the only thing that I played um, because I want, like, I just, the other night I just started playing it and I was like, I want to play Zelda for like an hour. And then like I looked at the looked at the clock and it's like three hours later. I'm like, oh my God. So like I, I went and like explored a bunch of areas that I hadn't been to at all yet um, and opened up some more areas of the map. So I think I've got three towers left to do now. So I've got okay. I've got gone and gotten like most of the towers and uh I think that the towers are a really good mechanic in this game. Like and I know we've we've spoken a lot on the show before about like Ubisoft and like 
their over-reliance on the towers for like Assassin's Creed yeah. and Far Cry and Far Cry, Watch Dogs yeah. and uh, like I think they even had them in what was it the like crew. the crew yeah that was the one yeah you had to drive to the tower and you're like, oh my god towers sync with the tower to get the map yep. opened and they just had towers in every game and they were all the same and just yep. like climb the tower oh my fucking god climb the tower here we go but in the, in Zelda you do have to climb the tower and for the most part the climbing of the tower is the same for everyone but to actually get to climb the tower, a lot of the times it's like a puzzle you have to solve first. Yeah. So like there was one where the, and the tower... Uh, yeah, I have done that one actually, but there was one where, the, the one I can recall specifically was, was one that was surrounded with ice. And I'm like, well, I, I thought it was just big rocks. And I'm like, I can't jump over these big rocks. Like I've got no fucking clue how to do this. I can't get round, mm-hmm. I can't get over these rocks. There's nowhere like high up for me to fly in. And then like I realized that it was cold where I was and I'm like, oh, yep. these are, must be like big blocks of ice. Let me try fire. And yet, that 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 worked a treat. Just Genius. like made a fire, melted a block of ice, and then I was able to go and climb the tower. Like, yes. See, Zelda's great for that. If you think it should work, it probably will work in Zelda in this one. And I think there was another one where it was like uh, the the tower was all covered in like uh, what, the kind of calamity stuff. I, I don't know what it's called. The purple goo, whatever the purple goo is. It's part of the calamity's poison to the land. Yeah, so so whatever that is. And usually to get rid of that, there's like an eyeball kicking about somewhere. So you have to find the eyeball and shoot it. Uh, Now, I couldn't find an eyeball fucking anywhere, and I explored this area quite thoroughly, and I'm like, there's no eyeball here for me to get. But it ended up being there was was like another bit that I could do, and... Uh, or maybe, maybe, maybe there was an eyeball lower down, but anyway, like I couldn't get to where I needed to be. Um... But it ended up being there was a bit that I could make this uh, this tower like fall over, and uh, it would end up end up like leaning against the tower, so I was able to run up that and then climb up it. Uh, so like things like that, I thought were really clever. And once you've done that, then you can just climb straight up the tower, and it's easy peasy. So uh, I've I've now got like I think three towers left to unlock, and I've done a few more shrines, and I'm up to like ten hearts. And I tried no, I just try the camel. I did a stamina upgrade finally. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got 10 hearts. I'll, I'll put one in stamina. So I've got this tiny little extra bit of stamina. Nice. And I've just been like going and like, because I've got most of the, like a good chunk of the map unlocked now, I can see like different like geographical features and things like that. And I'm like, oh, that looks like an interesting place to go. So I'll stick a pin there and like go over there. I still think that it's very hard to tell where the shrines are because like you'll look around and I'm like, I cannot see a single shrine from where I am. Oh, it is, man. You know I'm. At the <laughs> like, point. There are hundreds of shrines in this world. Yeah. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> I'm at the point where I want to try and unlock them and see, basically, if it can't be visible. Yeah, I'm kind of struggling. I need. To, I'm going to go back to because there's some bits I want to do because the new DLC is out um, December, I think. Mm. And I know it won't make a difference to that because obviously it's a separate story by the looks of it. Um, I don't know how they're going to work that. Do you think it's going to be on the menu or through the game since it's kind of back in time? Mm, I would assume it'll be on the menu. But I'm not totally sure. But but yeah, like I, I think you're right. Like you did say to to go to the camel, I probably need to have ten hearts. So I've now yeah. got to ten hearts. So I, and I've got like my elephant power obviously as well. So uh, I think I just need to go and find some decent weapons, like do some cooking, and then go for it. I'll try and do that at some point this week. That boss in the camel, the apparition, the last 
is the hardest boss in the game, including mm. the final boss. Right. Yeah. Any yeah, played? That's uh, that's the only stuff that I played. I might have played uh, Knack Two very briefly, but uh, yeah, it's like it, it's a very generic. Like I said last week, very generic platform hack and slash type game. I I probably yeah. won't finish it. I'll probably just pick at it here and there when I'm bored. <laughs> you got or it free. I, yeah, I got it free. <laughs> and like, it's alright, you know. I'm glad I didn't pay for it, put it that way. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only stuff I played. Okay, so I only played three things, two of them inspired by stuff I watched this week. Uh, one, one I actually got to number one in the world of it. Okay. And you have no interest in it, obviously. It's a WWE Tap Mania, which is the mobile oh phone game from WWE. And basically, there was a tournament to, I can't remember what it was for, Powerhouse or something like that. And I, I was ranked number one by quite a significant margin. It was like 120. And that's all I wanted to do. It was the night I didn't get any sleep. See, the night I went to work and I told you I had one hour sleep because mm-hmm. Tasha was like, kept moving. And like the pregnancy pillow she's got takes up the whole bed. And like, I just could not sleep. And the blow-up bed won't fit in the baby's room just now because the baby's room's got all baby stuff in it. And downstairs, I went to sleep and the cats wouldn't stop crawling all over me and, like, mm-hmm. fucking trying to sleep on me. And I'm like, well, you just fuck off. I wanted to just put them outside for the night. But, like, um, honestly, I just... I had one hour of sleep. I downloaded this game. And basically, you you have a wrestler. You've got four support wrestlers. And you just tap to do your moves. And that's it. That's all you do. <laughs> so I won. I got to number one. I won like 25 packs. It's actually quite a pricey prize. This is like a game where it's getting a game. So I looked it up and like for the packs I won, it was like 20 quid worth of stuff I won. So that wasn't too bad. Anyway, that's I don't have any more to say about that game. It's not good and I haven't played it since. <laughs> um, so I played, uh, after watching Alien Covenant, I had to go. If you listen to the show, you know that I won, played it, loved it got too hard uh, my save file was one of the ones that get when i moved to the pro and the slim so i bought it digitally i do have it in the ps4 but um i don't have a ps4 and it's down it was like 10 pounds discount andy so um are you away no no i'm here Look, 10 pounds oh, sorry, I, sorry i lost, I lost you very easily uh, it was 10 pounds for alien isolation okay that i mean that's a good price a good game the, the first yeah, so uh, I, the first bit of it until you meet the alien anyway i didn't play any past that <laughs> see I like it I got to a part before I was playing it on hard and I, I died but I was that far in the game I was too stubborn not to finish not to go back to the start uh, Cameron also said the same thing um, but on Xbox I've never played it so I'm not even lying I've thrown it on easy mode <laughs> just so I could get the story because I, I really don't care at the point but playing this game I forgot how cool the sound is in it how amazing it like that that thing makes you feel like you're in the Alien movie so if yep. you've just watched Covenant Prometheus, even if you watched any of the old Aliens and you want a game that feels exactly like it play this game man like they won I think they won BAFTAs for the sound design yeah they definitely did like the sound design in that game is fucking good I, do you know, remember, remember we played at EGX and yeah. I was like yeah you know like this is not for me but it's kind of cool like yeah. it is such a cool game like the design of the game even the actual like layout of the levels and stuff like that is really really well done like yeah. I was very surprised when I played it because like I, I picked it up as well to try out and, and I really enjoyed yeah, but, it like just walking about the spaceship and looking at the shit I don't I don't care about the alien like I don't want to be scared yeah. but I like I did enjoy like exploring the spaceship no I mean it's really cool and like I playing this time with hyper 
between the first two films. Mm. So, like, even though you're like 20 years old, your mum's not that much older than you now. She's maybe like 10 years older than you because uh, obviously hypersleep doesn't age you in this, in this universe. And um, I just want to finish it. It's so fucking cool. And, like, because I'm playing in easy mode, it's actually given me time to actually go and look at stuff and go, oh, that's cool. Because there is fight in the game later on, it's reduced, but there is fighting. But, like, the entire mm. spaceship is so well designed, it's unreal. And I can't complain about buying the game for a tenner because like it's fucking such a good game man i already mm. own it digitally but oh my god like just i've played it and i don't get scared like at things like that and i've just watched it and i'm like nah, i don't give a fuck the noises and like things exploding near you and just the start of the game when you crash and stuff and like the sound absolutely silence when you're in the vacuum of space and then you ship, everything kicked in you know all the alarms and everything mm. Mm unreal game man and the fact that when i first got it i didn't realize when you had your camera and the camera make the alien hear you that's not yep which was it was annoying because i had my washing machine on mm-hmm. and like so i ended up unplugged the camera. but yeah um i'm really wanting this game uh on that same no if i know i played it uprise of the tomb raider which is a game that i always said to you andy that i would go back to and mm. the cool thing is as you know with xbox there was no having to go into my fucking profile and download this that i'd uploaded to playstation plus i put the game in hit continue and i was in back when i'd left it because i was like i'm not that far in this game i don't really have to do the opening bit i was at the base i'm like i really don't want to have to redo the whole start bit and no straight away boom so i won the russian base i was never stuck at it Never stuck. I don't know if, do you remember the Russian base? Uh, yep. Okay, so at the Russian base, you get thrown in jail eventually, and you find out your pal is working with the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So that happened, and I get thrown in a jail cell with Jacob, and I had to do a prison escape, which is kind of cool because, like, oh yeah, because like, Lara Cross obviously better than Michael Schofield at breaking up prisons. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I broke a pipe and smashed a wall. The end. I was mm-hmm. out. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow used my hand that fast that embedded itself in the rope that was tied above my cell I don't know how Lara Croft does that but yeah she done it anyway <laughs> so I got out that and there's a sequence where you have to basically try and stealth pass it almost feels like fucking Metal Gear and I went bollocks to this bone arrow shot them all in the head fuck them I was not stealth in that. Uh, they basically have a searchlight and stuff so then the helicopter chase don't know if you remember that sequence but see this helicopter sequence it's like mm-hmm. it's like a scripted event you're running away down like and if you do it the wrong way you're instantly this sequence rivals any sequence in uncharted 4 i'm not joking like the coolness the graphics of it the fucking instant oh shit that you feel rivals anything in uncharted 4 i'm not joking i'm not saying the game looks as good as uncharted 4 because i don't think it does um, but the game looks fucking superb it's getting an HDR update which I thought was out mm. today turns out it's not it's for Xbox One X launch um, but yeah i done the whole sequence where I uh, was doing that met up with Jacob and he's away to his village uh, right, yep. to find help mm. so he's away to a village and then I see a guy that's there's like an enemy encampment in front of me so he's like if you can go and go in this cave and kill the wolves i'll be able to survive in there otherwise they're going to get me in the next patrol run mm. it's a side quest but i tried to get in this cave and i went to the cave and there's no wolves there but there is a bit that looks like i should be able to burn it and i could not remember how to set fire to stuff like in the first game you have to fire a flaming arrow on it yeah but i don't have them so i couldn't help him uh yeah maybe i have to come back to that later yeah, so, I could, so oh, I'm guessing. Or like, like if if you've got a uh, 
if you've got like a rocket launcher, like a rocket launcher or a grenade launcher or something, I, you can use that. I don't. I've got like a tin full of nails that I can. Mm. That's that Molotov. Molotov cocktail works as well. Am Am I wrong in the first game that you could just start fires? Mm, you could start fires at specific points, so like the campfire bits, but not like just you can just make a fire no. anywhere. Ah, okay. So anyway, I know that and in encampment because this is the first proper open bit in the game, mm-hmm. and there's like mountains and hills and a river, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, so I found a big well, I went down, and it's an optional tomb, and I went, yes, optional tombs in this game are brilliant so far, and it's one where there's a lot of water, it's flooding. Mm-hmm. If you do your like um, stealth sense, bat sense, I'll say, you can see the gold things under the water. Um, I in the middle, there's like a sort of poem with a book and it's glowing gold and above it there's two water wheels turning and I'll go to the book and you can't interact with it and there'll be a slot to put anything in it and I can't get to the bits I need to under the water that I don't want to do this bit so I just get stuck and turned it off because like uh, I really want to finish this tomb but I have no fucking clue like at all how to get this tomb mm-hmm. do you know the one I'm on about? no mm, can't remember Oh, it's so difficult. But anyway, fucking great game. And um, I finished Tomb Raider and Alien. Probably not for me. Depends how easy Alien actually is in easy mode because um, I've not even got to the bit with the Alien yet. I only played it for half an hour. But like playing that game at night, even before the Alien, when something blows up next to you, I fucking shit myself, man. Like, honestly, like it's so well done that the sound immerses you. Like, I even walked up to make up a tea the other night when I was playing it. And the way... It, my sound is it's just a it's just a sound bar it's usually fine but I don't hear proper sound sound but the way this is designed it actually felt like I was moving in the game as I got up you know just with the bounce it was so fucking cleverly done man like mm. I love this game so yeah that was all I played this week I will try and play more games for next week like I said I'm going to try and get back in Zelda hopefully get some fun that and I hope that I've got a bigger chunk of Alien played there is a couple of games like that have come out this week that I uh, pinball three I will be getting yes yeah, so like uh, FX pinball three came out today uh, so I will one hundred percent be playing that this week uh, came I came out today oh. it's a free download Bobby and Scott don't work there anymore yeah but it's a free download anyway like uh, and then you can just import all your old tables uh, uh, oh, and I got PlayStation in. And most of the most of the tables have uh, had like graphical updates and stuff like that, as well as new features and stuff like that added. So that's that, fucking yeah. cool. I like that. that like, all, not quite all of the tables are battle compatible. No, no, it's oh, like, I love current, playing it in the Vita. Yeah, but you don't have a Vita anymore. So it's current gen consoles only. I would assume that it will come to the Switch at some point. Like this is. This oh, is if it comes to Switch, I'll get it. Switch. Yeah, so this is easy. Easy for Switch, no problem. They should definitely port it there. But um, well, even the 3DS, yes, that should be Switch. So, like, but most of the games, most uh, sorry, most of the tables are coming over. There's one or two that had like licensing issues and stuff like that that aren't coming. But um, most of them are coming over, and this is great news. Can't wait to play it. So I'm going to play this tomorrow. Um, and also the uh, other game that came out today as well is or FIFA. No. Who cares about FIFA? Don't don't care about FIFA or Pez. <laughs> Steam World Dig Two is out this week. Steam World I Dig Two. Care about that. Honestly, I'd buy you need Pez to... before I bought no, that. no. You need to play Steam World Dig Two because it looks fucking amazing. I uh, played Fossum. You don't really need to because this is this game has a sequel to it. And well, Steam World Dig if is you know all, anything is... about me. I would need to play the first one. In this okay, sequence. well, play play the first one then. 
What's that on? It's on 3DS. Okay. And I'm sure, do you know, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's on Xbox as well because it's on PC, it's on Vita, it's on PS4. Like, but it's not but on you've Switch, got no. it's not on Switch, no. But I mean, you've got a 3DS. That's where it launched originally. Um, apparently, the 3DS version is amazing. So oh, check it out on 3DS. Yeah. It, you probably ought to get it on sale for a couple of quid. But uh, but SteamWorld Dig Two is out this week on Switch, um, and it is coming to the other consoles as well. But it's out on Switch. I think it's Switch first a couple of days early. But I, I will 100% buy this on Switch, and it looks amazing. The first game was fucking brilliant. I like when games do like, um, not games do like okay we're out in the first we'll give them the option first but the likes as well they get the DLC first like, because yep. Shovel Knight was out in the DS first so it's cool but yeah so that's that was just the other things that I wanted to mention okay so we will need to get out of here but play of was it last night I think Gaming History 101 uh, I know they were recording Gaming History X this week so it'll probably be Gaming History X that goes up in their feed Okay, so, so if you that, hmm? uh, yeah, it'll be Fred, Fred and Trees. No Jammer Lice now. Yeah, Jammer wasn't on on that show this week. Okay, so um, stay tuned for that, and then obviously later on tonight we have the B team. But I have myself and Andy. We will see you all next week, same time, same place. Thanks for listening. Bye.